the views and events expressed here are totally whacked and are not necessarily the views of anyone. Choose your Thank you, God, for this day. We have lived everything in our life, our health, our family, the guidance you have given us, the Lord's guidance to the path of righteousness. Amen. Really, I'ma get that bitch. Revenge is a dish best served cold. She took my son, now my soul is cold. He took my daddy, now my soul is old. It King Chaka NT. Y'all can check out the music on Spotify, Apple, and other services. Doing what we do three to four nights a week. King Chaka NT. She starts shooting. Ow! That dude was like, ow. What was that? Outside the car, that deputy body popped. cameras capturing the bullets flying through the air. We got shots fired up have been here. A straight we shot. need backup it had immediately. To Start you... EMS. Start EMS. What we got a fuck? civilian. We got a civilian here. The deputy. Looks like we got us another hit. Yep. Hey. How y'all doing out there? How y'all feel? Remember, an educated public cannot be controlled. Learn to be active. The views and events expressed here are totally whacked. They're not necessarily the views of anyone. Uh, my victory is being here. You know, my existence is the resistance. You know, just keep fighting. Just keep going, just keep trying, just keep living, just keep pushing, you know, just keep growing, just keep learning, just keep helping, just keep, you know, interacting with others, hopefully to have a positive impact in their life and yours, you know, just keep doing what you know is right, just keep following your heart. That's it, you know? That's spirituality, that's own right there. You know? Like I like to say, think, 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 
thank God for this day we have lived, everything in our life, our health, our family, the guidance you have given us. I was guided to the path of righteousness. Amen. I don't know. You know, some of the stuff I say, like I think I lost some subscribers recently. And I don't know, some of the stuff I say, I think be turning people off. But I think that if you're here watching this show because you're looking for someone to agree with you on everything, then you're in the wrong place. Go ahead and subscribe. Go do something else. Unsubscribe. Go do something else. You know, because that's not what I'm doing here or that's not what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to give multiple perspectives on topics, subjects, point of views, events. I'm trying to expand people's perspective. I'm trying to expand the dialogue. I'm trying to break the algorithm. I'm trying to get us out of our echo chambers. Because uh, if you watch the clips of this show, some of the clips are going to fall on the right and some of them are going to fall on the left. You know, um, it's going to affect your algorithm. It totally will. Because whatever it is that the stuff that you listen to or watch or whatever on a regular basis, well, if you watch some of the clips from this show, it's going to start recommending you other stuff that's outside of your normal stuff that you listen to or watch or whatever. And that's what I'm trying to do. So we're all over the place over here. So because it's all about truth and honesty and it's all about how people really feel. And it's all about having the real conversations that aren't, aren't being had, you know, um, because everyone comes from the right or everyone comes from the left and everything they hear in their going down their timeline is stuff that they agree with. And if you have a hard time listening to someone that you don't agree with, then you're never going to grow. You're never going to expand your perspective. You're never going to really understand the world because all the things that's going on in the world, you're not going to agree with and you're not going to understand. You're not going to, you know, you don't realize how these things affect you, you know, and how can we move forward? And the media makes money from this polarization that's going on, you know, us fighting with each other about this and that, that and this, you know, you know, it gets clicks, you know, the sensationalism, the clickbait, the the drama, like what's his name? Um, the rapper, what is his name? I can't think of his name, but he went viral recently. And he said that he was intending on going viral. He said that people are stupid. They like mess. So he, you know, did these interviews where he was telling stories about stuff that he did in the past, like some person he had sex with or some kind of like drama filled situation that happened between with him and some other rappers and stuff like that. And it did go viral, you know, and the people who make comments are like, oh, he needs help or oh, he's on drugs or oh, he's wrong for saying that stuff and all of this and all of that. But all of that is still a part of the whole thing. No, no publicity is bad publicity. No, wait, you know what I'm trying to say? He, it works for him. He's, he, he's going to have more people at his shows. He's going to have more um, people listening to his music, people that forgot all about him, that like him, they're the, his fan or whatever, you know. The result of it is, you know, uh, positive for him overall. And that's how it works with all of these media networks, you know. You could hate watching Fox or hate watching MSNBC or, you know, hate watching CNN or whatever. You know, it gets us fighting against our neighbors 
our friends and loved ones, but they're getting clicks and that's all they really care about. And their advertisers want clicks, more people, more eyeballs, you know, by any means necessary. So more eyeballs means the, the investors make money. The um, advertisers get more people bu buying their products and services. So drama, negative stuff, lower self stuff. The stuff that we talk about here is not that for the most part. At least I try not to be, you know, we, you know, some of the stuff can be dry and a bit boring, if you will. You know, uh, talking about stuff that maybe you don't really care about, you know, but I think that you do care about these things. It's just that you're not aware of them. It's like, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So watching some stuff like this, then you become aware of certain things. And then you're like, wait a minute, this thing is going on. You know, I should be pissed about that. Or I should, you know, what is going on with that? Like, why is this happening? Comments, it says, peace and love, King Chaka, peace and love. It's hard to live that way with all these demons around. I ain't gonna lie. It's a real struggle. It's a real, real struggle. I feel like the world is ran by children, you know? Uh, and that's the lower self, you know? Uh, they say ignorance is bliss. I say ignorance is evil. Um, you know, uh, children are, are ignorant, you know? It's not that they're necessarily bad, but continuing to live within your ignorance and not pursuing knowledge and that's where it becomes like evil you know and it's just indulging your lower self i i saw a story about a guy who um got pulled over by the police on his island like he owned 98 percent of the island and got pulled over by the police for speeding and then it's like the people are like shit it's his island he should be able to do what the hell he wants to do I can't really argue with that, but what I can argue with is why the hell do you have people that own whole ass islands? You know, you know, what, can all of us own an island? Like, what? How would the world be? Like, did it, it really doesn't make any sense when you think about it. But we don't go that far because we're we're given these narratives to follow, and we just follow them. Anyways. You know, and they're attacking me on all my social net networks. I'm in trouble all over the place. So that's why I'm being more careful with the stuff I share because they are on my ass. You know, whenever you're trying to do something positive, whenever you're about to like break through, whenever you're, you know, right when you're on a precipice of a great accomplishment or whatever, that's when all of this, the hardships come, all the difficulties come, you know you try to get tripped up it's like your friends right the people that supposedly care about you right it's like they see you about to do something great and then they they do something to trip you up or to distract you or whatever it's like what is going on you care about me you're my friend why the hell would you do that like gaslighting me trying to make me think i'm crazy you know they don't want to see you they Cause it's like, you're not better than me. It's like, I'm not trying to act like I'm better than you. I feel like we're all better than we, we, we all can be better basically. So I try to set that example. 
it's not that I'm trying to say that I'm better than you. You could do the same thing. And I would love to help you. I want to see you succeed, you know, but people want to just stay in their same comfort zone and they, they are scared. So their fear, they project on you to keep you from moving to the next level because it is scary, you know, to take on new responsibilities and to, you know, do, you know, diff, complete diff, difficult tasks. You know, they don't want to go through it. So they're scared. They're just going to stay where they are. Well, fine. Stay where you are. But don't go over here trying to trip me up because of your fears. Whatever. Let me play this. Lied to. This idea of an American dream, this idea of America being the greatest country in the world and the biggest economic player and people living their best lives here. A lot of this is a hoax. And don't get me wrong. I realize that a lot of people have come to America and had way better access to opportunities and to good lives than they have in other countries. But at the end of the day, a lot of the issues that we face in America, we should not be facing. And the only reason that we're really facing them is that people at the top can stay at the top. And that's why I say the American dream does not exist right it's not real so when you're being sold this lie it's a lot easier to go to work every single day come home watch some reality tv and wake up and do it all over again and pretend like nothing is wrong but i really really encourage you not to take the easy route right if enough of us are mad if enough of us are angry and want change we can actually make change it should not take another pandemic right it should not take another million people losing their lives or losing their houses right or another cop shooting another black person we're lying to ourselves right we're being lied to this idea of an american it says 40 hour work the 40 hour work week is outdated wages aren't keeping up with inflation and two weeks off per year isn't freedom it's a lunch break from slavery. And by the time you get off, most of the time, if it's winter time, it's dark outside. And also you are tired. You have thrown all of your energy basically into surviving that you don't even get a chance to live and enjoy what you have worked for. Because a majority of the time, since these workplaces don't pay that good anyway, most of your money is really going into you paying your bills and surviving. And also, if you're not getting that many benefits, you're probably not getting that much pay time off. You probably aren't even getting that much time off to begin with. So that one vacation week that you get out of the year, you better cherish it because that's all you're going to get. And it just turns into this vicious cycle where you're just stuck doing your job and you're not really enjoying your life that by the time you get off most of the time if it says wages haven't increased but cost of living has this is felt most by the middle and lower classes wages in the three sectors that profited the most have not increased at all the burden of the crisis is felt by the poor and the people in the margin to put it in perspective the inequality is beyond comprehension and it has deepened during the pandemic like never before. For instance, according to Oxfam International, the top 10 richest persons in the world have more wealth than that of 3.1 billion people combined or the total income of the bottom 40% of humanity. The poor will never be able to reach the yearly earnings of the rich in their lifetime. Oxfam's calculation showed that it would take 112 years for a worker in the bottom 50% to earn what a person in the top 1% gets in a single year. Wages in the three sectors that profited the most. 
multiple streams of income isn't a luxury, it's a necessity at this point. One of the most common mistakes people make is relying on just one income source. People unwisely spend most of their careers working for a paycheck that will never help them get out of the rat race. Instead, they should be using that steady income to seek alternatives that will help them become wealthy. Creating multiple income streams will help you make more money, work less, and become financially independent at an earlier age. This sets you up for success, even if there's a lapse in one income source or if one stops coming in entirely. People who want to achieve financial freedom should make it a priority to create additional streams of income for many reasons. Creating multiple small income streams could also help you avoid the 9 to 5 entirely by generating money in a less traditional manner. One of the most common mistakes people make is relying on just one income source. It says, yeah, ain't no way this should be normal. It's a scam that's become so normalized that we don't even realize it's a scam anymore. The American dream. You get up at 5 in the morning, rush to be out of the house at 5.30, try to make it to work at 6, you work a 12-hour shift. In those 12 hours, you take crap from your managers and coworkers. You eat at whatever time they say that you can eat for the amount of time that you can eat. You have sick days, but if you use them, it's frowned upon. So if you want to aspire to be anything within the company, try not to use them. Then you work until you're 62 years old. You pay bills until you die, and you're expected to be grateful. Forgive me, but that it doesn't make any sense. And don't get me wrong, I'm grateful that I can go out to work to provide for my house. In fact, the Bible says that he who does not work should also not eat. So I'm in favor of hard work. What I'm not in favor of, though, is abuse. People putting their jobs in factories before their own health. When they don't need you anymore, you're gone. But if you want to leave, you better put in those two weeks. So, yeah, it's, it's a scam. Getting ripped the hell off. And call me fucking crazy. I've been saying this kind of stuff for years and years and years. And people are looking at me like I'm crazy. Like, you're crazy, bro. You're crazy. I'm like, this shouldn't be. You don't see how insane this system is? Talking about everybody has equal opportunity. Everybody has opportunity for advancement. That's not fucking true. And, you know, one of the segments I know pissed off some people and maybe made me lose some subscribers was the one where we were talking about how, you know, it's the same people who end up working the same jobs. Like, there ain't no coincidence that the your yard man tends to be Hispanic. Okay, there ain't no coincidence. That's by design. Okay, there ain't no coincidence that your CEO tends to be a white man. Okay, now I'm, I don't care who gets angry about this. You you know that I'm saying it. You should be angry that it's this way. If you're angry and saying that that's not true, then you're delusional. Look around you. You know what? You know. Even like I was saying in the other show, like even within the departments, the people tend to be the same demographic. How can that be? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. So, you know, and then it goes back to where pe the, here goes the racism part, because it's like certain people don't have the mental faculties to do these jobs. You know, they don't have the intelligence, you know. So that's not true. Way back when the movie Trading Places with um, Eddie Murphy, they 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 made that point really good. It's a great movie. It, it 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 explained the point. It was like the guys were just making a bet, a, the one dollar bet at that, where it was like you know he was like you know you could just switch the guy out. It, it doesn't even matter. It's like those these people, if they're given the opportunity, they can they can they can be successful. They. They've ruined the white guy's life and put the black guy who was a homeless person in his same spot.
and he, and he he was successful, and the and the and the white guy turned into a, a bum, you know, and it, it, this is the system. It's not. It's fixed. It's 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 not equal opportunity. For it. A lot of it has to do with your freaking family, you know, and your your parent who you were born, you know. The other part is like where you came out of your mom's womb, you know, is it determines a lot of how your life ends up turning out. You know, like this is not uh, natural. This is by design. Anyway, see, I done lost people already. I'm sorry, y'all. I apologize. It is what it is. <sighs> Can I play this? Is there sound in this? Of course they put music in it. This graphic is really cool. It says, still think we're alone? Watch this. This is history photograph. It says, do you believe we are the universe's only intelligent life form? Excuse me. This graphic shows how big the um, universe is and they don't even know how big it is. So they start speculating once they go out so far but you know just we can pretty much see the edges of our known um solar system the telescopes are just now getting to the point where they can kind of see that and then when they get out there they can see that there's other solar systems countless other ones you know clusters of solar systems so, you know, it's really, um, you know, scientifically, it doesn't make sense that we're the only intelligent life form. But then, you know, we, we have this arrogance um, as humans and we're blind to a lot of things. So I think that, you know, uh, I think there's other intelligent life forms right here on, on planet Earth that we don't recognize as that because we're like, uh, we expect them to look like us with, with, with two eyes. <laughs> walk upright, five fingers and all of this. And, you know, being able to talk in a way that we understand it, you know, all of this stuff is limiting our uh, ability to recognize intelligence. Like like what I was just saying earlier about the racism, with the, even within the human race, we don't recognize all the intelligence because it's like these people aren't intelligent enough um, to because they don't see things the way that we do. They, they don't think the way that we do, you know? It's craziness. Let me read this, it says, I would say we're semi-intelligent and other beings are billions of years ahead. They don't hunt for sport, make their animals extinct, trash their planet, and for sure they don't fight in the comment sections on whether some dude with a MAGA hat or someone who's on his last saying says experiencing alzheimer's should be their leader they make way better calculated decisions um that's a speculation let me read this one it says perhaps we should start to think less about being alone and more about why we're being left alone and that's the good question that's that's the one right there that scares the shit out of me you know what if it's many other intelligent life forms out there but we're so backwater that they don't interact with us for a good reason it's like when they're traveling through the universe they're like up oh, stay away from that area because they 
the humans over there, bro, they're a whole mess. It's like we're in timeout. We're isolated. That that could be that could be a thing. You know, why haven't we met anyone yet? I think it's really because of our perception. I think we have, we just don't see it for what it is. Let me read this one. It says, of course not, but alone is a relative term. Will technologies exist that allow us to have meaningful contact with life on other planets? Possibly not. Will we survive our own short-sighted greed and stupidity long enough to venture to other planetary systems? Possibly not. Uh, let me read this one. It says, uh, the fact that some people believe humans are the universe's most intelligent life form <clears throat> simply reinforces the fact that we are indeed not the most intelligent life form. Mm. Uh, this comment right here says, God sent his only son as one of us to die to experience our life in the flesh, then to die for forgiveness of our sins. This vast universe is not anything other than a distraction from God's creation and his sacrifice. What's nuts is more don't see the only way to understand how amazing we are is through God, not theories and science. <sighs> That's like what I was saying in the other show about uh, the ostriches sticking your head in a hole. That's what this person is doing. Don't want to offend anyone, so I'm going to move on. Already offended people. People jumping out of the stream left and right. Let me read this one. It says, please understand that your individual choices are not enough to address the climate crisis. No amount of paper straws and biking to work will fix the devastation of decades of unfettered capitalism except systemic changes. And I scream all day long, man. Systemic change, like, burn the whole fucking thing down and start from scratch, because that's what I think. The caption, it says, while individual choices can have an impact, systemic change is what we need and must continue to push for. Let me read some comments. It says, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't bother. Another comment, it says, systemic change happens when we as consumers drive the system by consuming the right products and not consuming the wrong products. By not buying anything made by Coca-Cola, we're telling the market that we don't agree with how much single-use plastic that company creates, which is the most. We must consume the correct things and live a sustainable life as a collective. I agree with that, but that's only one prong, and that's what they're saying here. Um, these corporations are what's causing it. And our system of capitalism related to, like, you know, the most capital wins is uh, it, it, it created this problem. It's not going to fix it. You can't expect capitalism to fix itself. You can't expect the police to police themselves. You know what I'm saying? You can't expect the government to check them, themselves. It's never, ever, 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 ever going to happen. <sighs> I'm running out of breath here. I'm feeling mad frustrated because, like I say, I say things and then people... Whatever. 
You don't have to agree with me. I'm just trying to get you to think. The king and Coretta Scott King. But my mind don't see that. And I don't even want to say what my mind sees because I'm embarrassed that knowing what I know, I see something else. From this angle, I don't, I don't, I see an embrace, but it's a different kind of embrace. It's an embrace I know well, I enjoy, but it ain't what I know. That's what not the sculptor said. I know the potter don't want that. A guy who's he put that up, he didn't see that. But this angle, I do, and I'm ashamed. And from this angle, I don't even know what that supposed to be because it looked like something else. Okay, so somebody hit me the game. They they show me the picture. I said, well, y'all got to put the picture next to it. Because without the picture, it do look like what I thought. Y'all got to light it up and show the buttons because otherwise, it's eating cookie. There's a problem with me. I, I can't blame the artist because I read the tweet. This is supposed to honor Martin Luther King and Coretta Scott King. But my the internet is going in on this sculpture. I don't like it. I don't like it. Why did they leave off the heads and the rest of their body anyways? And I always don't like the tokenism stuff anyways. They killed Martin Luther King. They really care about this guy? Get the F out of here. Y'all killed him when he was alive. Now y'all like him so much now that he's gone? We're cool with this guy now because he's gone. But when he was here, y'all had to get him up out of here. Oh, this this meme right here is funny because I don't know if you guys seen it. If you're on the Internet, you had to have seen this because this has totally been going viral. The whole thing with the chick who was a cop. Uh, I don't even know if she's still a cop, but the other the guys got fired. She got reprimanded in some kind of way. They didn't say she got fired, though. I don't know. Basically, you know, the chick she's married and she was having sex with other uh, police officers. Um, and what got them in trouble was they were doing it while they were on duty. So it was like multiple guys that she was having sex with on duty. And, uh, you know, they all got in trouble. And this all thing, this thing came out. So this meme right here is really funny. It says, husband of Tennessee cop gone wild. Megan Hall sticks by his wife. Oh, this is not the funny one. This is the, oh, yeah, okay. My bad. This is the one that's just telling you what happened. It says Megan Hall, 26, of the L.A. Bergney Police Department in Tennessee was fired. Oh, she was fired. After a probe found she engaged in sexual relationships with multiple officers, Hall had claimed she was in an open marriage and tried to recruit her sheriff's deputy husband of four years, Jadia Hall, 28, for swinging sessions. But clean-cut Jadia, Jadidia, the son of a pastor, wasn't really on board and instead confronted his wife of four years for cheating, according to the report. Hold on. Coffee County Sheriff Chad Parton told DailyMail.com, I don't know how he's doing it. He's more of a man than I am, but he's trying to salvage his marriage. Officials launched an internal probe in December after receiving reports of Hall's intimate relationships at boozy parties, hotels, and even on police property. Um, so I guess maybe not when she was on duty. That's what one of the ones I saw said, whatever. The comment, it says, because it was her job to go to get two black men off the Tennessee police force, y'all better act like y'all know. That was a stupid comment. Let me read this one. It says, but shame on the black officers. I just got to know, was she worth it? And was this the best y'all could do? 
Another comment says he need her benefits. I guess, but he's a cop too, so he's got good benefits. Another comment says, might as well let her be on the hub and make some money off of it. Well, I don't think you could be a cop and do that at the same time. Another comment says, they used to their women being out there. What's up with these comments? Another one says, y'all better learn how they stick together in the public eye. Jedidia Chile, old biblical name, honey. These comments are silly. I'm going to move on. I thought this was the funny one. There's a funny meme with that. I know I have it here. Oh, this was the one I said earlier. The billionaire pulled over for speeding on the island he owns. He says, Larry Ellison was caught last year running a stop sign and speeding on the Hawaiian island of Lanai, of which he owns nearly 98%. The Oracle co-founder was stopped while driving his orange Corvette last October. Hawaii News Now reported this week citing police body camera footage. The officer told Ellison that he was pulled over for running through a stop sign that he was kind of speeding. The officer asked for his license, registration, and insurance. Ellison told the officer he didn't have his license. Hawaii News Now reported the billionaire's company on the island, Paluma Lanai, declined to comment for the story. Uh, Oracle Oracle representatives did not immediately respond to Insider's request for comment. Let's read a comment. It says, what the F are any of us meant to do with this information? By the way, free to free top G. Another comment says, Epstein wouldn't have had this problem. Another comment says, it'd be your own civilization. Another comment says, Racing to those Epstein, Prince Edward, Lizard people parties. <sighs> yeah, whatever, man. Let's play this one. I know that you are a big supporter of crypto, even after you lost $10 million in FTX's collapse. But you are an experienced investor. So let me ask you. Do you believe that the potential benefits of crypto are so promising that we should accept weaker anti-money laundering rules? We should apply the same regulatory structure that we apply to existing trading of stocks and bonds on exchanges tied to broker dealers. That is not complicated. It's already been implemented in other countries. And so and I, I, I take issue, Senator, with your concept that it makes it easier to do money laundering. Currencies have been used for drug trafficking since since the 60s in the American dollar when it was thrown out of a Piper aircraft in a duffel bag. The American dollar is also used by bad actors all the time. Crypto doesn't get a pass to help the world's worst criminals. Mr. O'Leary, I know that you are a big supporter of crypto even after you lost $10 million in FTX's collapse, but you are an- His comeback was actually pretty good saying that like you know hey there was money laundering before you know there was the whole thing drugs and all that was going on long before crypto was a thing so that's actually a good comeback to what she's saying um let me read this is this the caption it says elizabeth warren is good at unpacking corruption especially for the innocent bystanders while i don't have or use crypto it not the only method of money laundering and is already subject to other laws the government wants their cut, and that's the bottom line. That's why drugs, i.e. marijuana, tobacco, and alcohol, 
are legal. The government doesn't care if you overdose, become an alcoholic, or get cancer or other sicknesses as a result. They're still making money on both ends, and more people need to actually speak up. It's not enough to just share IG posts. Another comment says, been buying crypto six years, 10% weekly, regulations incoming, buy coins with utility and store on a cold wallet. Don't listen to these lying ass politicians and social media influencers. Another comment says, don't worry, we're going to a digital currency anyway, so it doesn't matter. I think that's true. Uh, another comment says, Elizabeth is a very smart woman, but I don't think she or any other legislator really has a clue what is going on in this space. They can't even agree on what it is, but yet they have to sit up there and pretend they know what's going on. I think there's a lot of truth in that comment. Uh, bots, bots, more bots, more bots. Oh, the internet is so, such a trash place. Did you guys ever saw the, uh, Dave Chappelle skit from the Chappelle show way back in the day where he said, what if the internet was a real place? What would it look like? And he did a skit to, to, to like show what it would look like. And he was like, it, it's going to be sick. It's going to be a sick, disgusting, horrible place. <laughs> and I think the whole world is becoming more like the internet. Oh, this is the funny meme right here. It says, when she tells you not tonight, babe, I really took a pounding at work. And that's the chick, the uh, the cop chick that we talked about a few minutes ago. The first comment, it says, throw the whole internet away. This is funny to me. Hilarious. Um, kind of waiting for some people to get in here. I have a little bit of stuff here and there. I got the stuff that Doc sent me the other day. And I want to let Doc know that band that he pipped me to, I've been jamming them. They got a song called uh, um, I Hate My Life. It's pretty funny. Let me see if I can pull this up. I can't uh, share it. The music is so heavily, you know. Let me see if I can find it out. Or I'll read the lyrics. One second. I think it's here. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. One second. Almost there. Oh, here it goes. So it's Theory of a Dead Man. Is that the name of the band? Theory of a Dead Man. And the name of the song is Hate My Life. And uh, Doc hit me to this band. I'm so glad that he did because these guys are hilarious. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the... Uh, I'm going to read the lyrics to this song. It goes like this. They says, I'm sick of the hobos, always begging for change. I don't like how I got to work and they just sit around and get paid. I hate all of the people who can't drive their cars. Trick, you better get out of the way before I start falling apart. 
I hate how my wife is always up my ass. She always wants to buy brand new things, but I don't have the cash. I hate my job, all of my rich friends. I hate everyone to the bitter end. Nothing turns out right. There's no end in sight. I hate my life. How come I never get laid? Nice guys always lose. How could she have another headache? There's always some kind of excuse. I still hate my job. My boss is a dick. I don't get paid nearly enough to put up with all of your shit. I hate my job, all of my rich friends. I hate everyone to the bitter end. Nothing turns out right. There's no end in sight. I hate my life. I hate that I can't tell when a girl's underage. You know, I tell her she's a nice piece of ass. Then her daddy punches me in the face. So if you're pissed like me, here's what you got to do. Put your middle fingers up in the air. Go on and say, F you. I hate my job. I hate all my friends. He says, um, so much at stake. Can't catch a break. I hate my life. No, it's nothing new. Hearing it sucks to be you. I freaking hate my life. Anyways, you probably would have to hear it to feel it, but pretty entertaining and funny to me. Making a song like that, it's like, you know, I think we all feel like that sometimes. It's not that I hate my life, really, but, you know, at times you feel that way, you know. And I think that we have to embrace the truth of things, you know. It's like, I always feel good. I'm always happy. That's the thing. Like, when you're at work, you're always supposed to smile. You're always supposed to be in a good mood, you, you know. It's, you know, you're not supposed to complain. It's like, and it's like, that's what I mean by they're turning us all into zombie robots because we're humans and we're alive. And sometimes we are down. Sometimes we feel bad. Sometimes we do hate our life, you know. Other times we love our life. It's just the human condition. Today, I saw a thing in that said a lot of men, white men, were committing suicide. And I almost thought, yeah, great. (laughs) (laughs) And then I thought about it a little more and I thought, well, maybe you shouldn't say that in public. Today, I saw a thing in that said a lot of men, white men, were committing suicide. And I almost thought, yeah, great. Yeah, I don't know what his point was, but this clip. So it says, and white liberals will be more than happy to vote for him. So who's to blame? I don't even know who this is. It says Jewish senator, senatorial candidate Richard Fochman gloats about white men committing suicide. I think we'd have to hear the rest of the um, clip to be able to know, because, like, what was he trying to say? It says, based on a genocidal pill. Let's read some of the stuff. It says, he's literally shitting on our troops. He went to war in the M.E. and committed suicide at 22 a day. Sick fuck. It says, Jews have worked very hard to cultivate these feelings in white people via their influence in the media. At least some of the blame is theirs. I don't know how you can um, separate Jewish people from white people. Do do Jewish people feel like they're not white? 
I I wonder about that. Like, uh, to me, I guess I'm the outside looking in. Sounds like the same demographic. I don't know. But they're trying to turn it into that. Uh, This one, it says, I wonder how many of these machines are unaccounted for. And can they have something to do with the exponential increases in suicide and mass violence events? Um, let's play this. Deployed some of these into Iraq where you can put weapons. This is Allah. They used it, I believe, in the Gulf War to tell the enemy at that time, lay down your guns, this is Allah. And it worked pretty well because hearing voices which have no direction or sound you have to assume that it's some spiritual entity. Uh, So it works pretty well. And so when I aim it towards you, what you hear is made right next to your ears. So again, this idea of being able to put sound anywhere you want to is really starting to catch on. Uh, We've got the military had just deployed some of these into Iraq where you can put fake troop movements a quarter of a mile away on a hillside. Or you can whisper in the ear of a supposed terrorist some biblical verse. (laughs) I'm serious. We make a version of this which puts out 155 decibels. People laugh and clap. Pain is 120. So it allows you to go nearly a mile away and communicate with people. And there can be a public beach just off to the side and they don't even know it's turned on. We sell those to the military presently for about $70,000 and they're buying them as fast as we can make them. And well, you have to understand what's happening, military industrial complex. They kind of figured out if you just go to a country and you blow the country to pieces, then you got to go in there and you have to rebuild everything you destroyed. They said there's got to be a better way to do this so that we can just go in there and we can just defeat the minds of the individual, keep them from fighting us, and we don't have to destroy the infrastructure. We don't blow anything up anymore. We just go in there, turn these machines on, and force these people that would normally oppose us to be so sick that they just can't get up and do that. To make everybody so ill that they can't get out of bed and, and make a war. And so this is the future of warfare. Wow. Okay. So the technology exists, but could it actually be being used on people like Nick Cruz to encourage these shootings? We need to take note of That's interesting. I think they're trying to say something that's not what it is because um, they benefit from destroying these buildings. We were just talking about in the show yesterday, BlackRock is is already uh, signed up to uh, rebuild Ukraine once the war is over. So uh that 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 defeats that particular argument but what i was going to say was like people laugh and clap at no matter what the hell people say like they're so like i don't know what is the word for that like somebody says something like the guy says more white people should kill themselves or whatever harvey said it i don't want to misquote the guy but you know that uh, off top no matter where you are how you know that's something you're gonna laugh and clap about. Like I don't know what else was said in there. All I heard was that little clip, but I don't see myself laughing and clapping after someone says something like that. Like what the hell? What the freak? There goes the zombie robot again. You know, it's like the uh, sitcoms with the laugh tracks in them. Like I don't watch TV like at all really anymore. But it's like. The, if I do watch something, it's not going to be something that has a laugh track in it. 
<laughs> I don't need a, a, a indication of where I'm supposed to laugh. <laughs> I don't need help with that. Like, you know, if I find something funny to me or whatever, then I'm going to laugh, you know, or whatever, you know, it should be impulsive. It should be like a uh, knee jerk, like, you know, uh, so, but we're so robotic that, you know, they have to tell us the parts, you know, are you supposed to laugh here, laugh here, clap now, like in those shows with the live studio audience. And then they put on the screen applause, you know, so clap here, like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get off of this because this one is kind of bothering me. Um, I follow that guy Lucas Cage. He be posting interesting stuff, so and I be retweeting a lot of his stuff just because it'd be interesting. Well, as you said, uh, Republicans quick mm. to pounce on. Uh, yeah, and Joe, uh, let me ask you this, because there has been, uh, you know, uh, as you said, uh, Republicans quick mm. to pounce on this. Uh, but at the same time, if you contrast that with what they were saying about uh, Donald Trump and his handling of classified documents, uh, there is there has been a slight difference uh, to, to make an understatement there. Let's let's play. Let's watch. What I've seen that the National Archives was concerned about Trump having in his possession didn't amount to a hill of beans. I don't know what documents were at Mar-a-Lago. Is it fair to say that investigation won't be a priority? That will not be a priority. This is very concerning. I mean, this is now the second location that uh, the president was in possession of classified documents. Look, what's the vice president doing with classified documents? This is so outrageous that this has to rise to the level of, there better be, this better not be a clerical issue between the archivists uh, and the, the, the former president. I've been in the Oval Office um, w with the president, and I'd, I'd be very surprised if he has actual documents that rise to the level of immediate national security threat. These facts and circumstances are just absolutely outrageous. I mean, this is completely mishandling of classified information. Why did he have these documents? Uh, when did he get them? Did he get them when he was vice president and then take them with him when he left? Are you going to hold hearings? It is possible that we will hold hearings on them. Hearings on the Biden documents, <laughs> maybe not on the Trump documents, Joe. Jim, shameless. I mean, shameless hypocrisy. Shame. Yeah, the hypocrisy is so apparent with this particular story. It's really easy to see. No matter which side you're on or whatever, you like Biden or you don't like Biden or you like Trump or you don't like Trump. It shows how, like, whichever side you're on, you're like, you're willing to let certain things slide for your guy and attack the other guy for the exact same things. Like, and 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 they don't care. Like, you know, they have all these clips, their own video saying this stuff. And it's like, <clears throat> it's like these people have no conscience. They have no spine. They have no uh, integrity. They don't stand on any principles because if you really stand it on your principles, then you're gonna be like, like, Whoever does this, like, if I feel really strongly about this, then it's like, if this is my guy or somebody else, or the guy on the other side, either way, I'm going to go after that because I stand on my principles. And I'm like, I'm not, you know, I don't condone that particular behavior, but that's not what they are. And that's the reason why people, you know, everybody's unplugged. I've unplugged, you know, from a lot of this as far as like voting for people and stuff like that. Cause it's like, I, I believe in God. I really do. I believe in the universe, you know, and I believe in integrity. I believe in truth. I believe in honesty. I believe in justice. And, you know, 
if, if it's my family member, if it's one of my kids, if it's, you know, my mom, my dad, my sister, if they were to do something that I don't align with my principles, I'm going to say something. I'm going to, I'm not going to stand with them on that. I'm sorry. You know, that's the thing too. Like with the internet, it's always talking about loyalty. It's like loyalty above everything. So it's like, that's what they want from you. And the other one is like, never having to say you're sorry. All of this stuff is toxic, man, because, okay, you're loyal to this person, even if they're doing super horrible things. Like, you know, like if, if it's your child or something and they killing people and stuff, and then you're like protecting them or whatever. And it's like, who's to say they're not going to turn around and kill you? Like, this is not, this is not a, a, a productive or good situation. This is not the way things should be. This is not integrity. This is not truth. This is not justice. Like people don't really care about justice, really. They just want ju what they want for themselves. Like they want to protect themselves. It's like, um, I'll break the, if I don't get caught, then it's, it's not illegal. You know, that's why we have this punitive system because it's like, it's all about punishing the person that got caught. It's like, Oh, well you got caught. Now you got to pay the price. You know, it's not about like you did this messed up thing. You shouldn't have did that from jump, regardless if you got caught or not, you know, whatever. Call me crazy. I'm probably completely alone in thinking like that. I believe in integrity. I believe in justice. Oh Lord. What's going to happen? Okay. Okay. Am I still on the screen? Okay. That's why I need other people in here because I can't tell. I can't see both screens. I might cover this. I'm not going to mention it right now because I don't want to have to read the article. Critical one. infrastructure in cities across or in Ukraine and a new wave of deadly Russian missile strikes targeting critical infrastructure in cities across the country. One of those attacks hitting a large residential building in Dnipro. Rescuers seen digging through a massive pile of rubble, working frantically to save those traps. At least 12 people were killed, dozens hurt. Ukraine's president vowing to find and punish everyone involved in the strike. ABC's chief national correspondent, Matt Gutman, in Dnipro tonight. Tonight, a fire-filled crater where an apartment block once stood in the university town of Dnipro. An all-day barrage of Russian missiles striking mostly civilian targets throughout the country. In Dnipro, that nine-story apartment block taking a direct hit incinerated. And as the night went on, the urgency to find the missing intensified. This girl scared and stranded between the sixth and seventh floors, clutching her cell phone. Another young woman carrying her stuffed animal brought down to safety. One woman who said she lost her son shouting in grief, why did you kill him? In this video, the shattered courtyard, screams of the wounded and the terrorized. Ukraine saying at least 12 people were killed, over 60 wounded, and there are still missing. Civilians and rescuers desperately searching for survivors in the buildings and the rubble nearby. scaling ladders, moving cars and trees. As we arrived on the scene, rescuers scrambling over the still smoldering pile. The sheer magnitude of the site defies comprehension. There are hundreds of people working here on the debris. There's heavy machinery. You can see those cranes and right there on the pile. Six hours later, you can still see rescuers, first responders searching for the missing. 
Across the country, air raid sirens sounding all morning, including in Kromatorsk, where we were earlier. You can hear the sirens going off behind me right now. A short distance away in Solidar, the most intense fighting on the Eastern Front. Ukrainian soldiers digging fresh trenches. On Friday, they watched from the sky as Russian soldiers amassed, and then they bombed. A fireball and debris filling the air. And with the mayor's office saying tonight that they know that people are still alive inside that pile because family members and police have been getting urgent text messages pleading for help. Whit. Matt Gutman on the scene tonight in Ukraine. Thank you. And, you know, the thing about this, I can't help but to think about how, like, you know, it's like cry for Ukraine, you know, but do these people really care about the regular folks, the, the civilians that are dying? People are literally dying, you know? Soldiers are dying, both sides. You know, do they really care? I don't hear people talking about diplomacy, you know? Um, I don't hear them talking about finding an end to this. They want this to go on forever, like Afghanistan, you know? And that, that just shows that nobody really cares. Like, you know, and people just follow whatever the politicians are telling them. It's like, oh, Ukraine has to fight. They have to fight till they win. Okay, so... You know, how long, whatever it takes. So whatever it takes is all of these people dying. You know, is, is, is that what they really want? Is that what we really want? You know, is that what we're supporting when we're giving them, continuing to give them weapons? You know, what we're supporting is for the war to continue, you know, and for more people to die. But then they, they, they twist it as in cry for Ukraine. Cry for Ukraine, let's send them some more weapons. So that more people can die. It's evil. Um, I think I have a video on this one. Robert Wright, inflation in the U.S. is being driven by profits, not wages. And interest rates hikes don't reduce profit-driven inflation. What they do is put the burden of inflation on lower-wage workers and the poor. How about we target corporate profits, not working people for a change? I think I want to go into that. Oh, I don't even have this open. I think I have a video on this. I'm not 100%. I know I have something near this. Let's see. Record inflation, breaking points. Okay. Let's see. Let's play this because I need to rest my voice. I run out of freaking breath. I want to read some articles too, but I have to rest my breath. I have to rest my voice to do that. Let me play some of this. Economy is right now. Are we headed to a recession? What is the Fed going to? Pushing too many buttons. I got too many tabs open. What should I close? I really want to go to the AP. I want to leave that open. And I think I have some more on Twitter that I want to cover. A lot of big questions about where exactly the economy is. Come on. Come on. A lot of big questions about where exactly the economy is right now. Are we? Oh, my God. Headed to a recession. What is the Fed going to do in 2020? 
2023 and how is it going to affect you? Uh, to answer, hopefully, some of these questions and gain some insights. We have one of our favorite guests, Professor Richard Wolf. He is a professor of economics emeritus at the University of Massachusetts Amherst. He's also founder of Democracy at Work and host of their show, Economic Update. His latest book is The Sickness is the System When Capitalism Fails to Save Us from Pandemics or Itself. It's always great to see you. I'm going to close this AP tab. Maybe that's what's doing it. Good to see you, sir. Thank you. Glad to be here. Mm -hmm. uh, so hot off the presses, we have a new inflation report that I wanted to get you to react to, and I know you Oh, my God. I apologize. I don't know why it's doing this. Can y'all even hear me? I need somebody in here so I can know that y'all can even hear me. So everything is acting a little squirrely right now. I'm going to close Twitter. Okay, now I only have you YouTube. haven't had a chance because it just came out to dig into all of the details. But here are the headlines. This is from the New York Times. They say the. Oh, my God. Um, Let's reload it. That's what we're going to do. Can y'all hear me? I really kind of want to reboot. Can't do it because I don't have anybody else in here and I don't want to leave dead air. Give me a second. I'm reloading this. Hopefully it works. The screen looks really clear, so I know the internet is good. They say the consumer price index climbed by 6.5% in the year. Oh, my God. <sighs> I need to rest my voice. I'm a little stressed and tired. I worked a lot this week. It's been a long week. I only had one day off, and then I had to run around on that day to get a bunch of stuff done. And I didn't really get to spend enough time to prepare for this show today either. I do have some stuff, but I'm not as prepared as I would like to be. A lot of big questions about where exactly the economy is right now. Are we headed to a recession? What is the Fed going to do in 2023? And how is it going to affect you? Uh, to answer. Hopefully, some of these questions and gain some insights. We have one of our favorite guests, Professor Richard Wolf. He is a professor of economics emeritus at the University of Massachusetts Amherst. He's also founder of Democracy at Work and host of their show, Economic Update. His latest book is The Sickness is the System When Capitalism Fails to Save Us from Pandemics or Itself. It's always great to see you, sir. Good to see you, sir. Thank you. Glad to be here. Mm -hmm. uh, so hot off the presses, we have a new inflation report that I wanted to get you to react to. And I know you haven't had a chance because it just came out to dig into all of the details. But here are the headlines. This is from The New York Times. They say the consumer price index climbed by 6.5% in the year through last month. That's down from 7.1% in the November reading as prices declined slightly on a monthly basis. That annual inflation rate was the slowest since October 2021. And they attribute that to a drop in gas prices and also 
airfares. Um, they go on to say that the economists and Fed officials are more specifically focused on a so-called core inflation measure, which removes food and fuel prices to get a sense of underlying price trends. Less good news there. They say that measure climbed by 5.7% in December from a year earlier compared with 6% previously and in line with what forecasters had expected. So can you just explain that for our viewers a little bit in non-economist speak and what you make of that latest report? Glad to do so. Uh, in non-economist speak, and that's certainly the better way to go, uh, even for the economist, if I'm going to be honest, uh, what, what these numbers tell us is that the inflation our economy is suffering slightly diminished uh, over the last month. Prices are still going up, which means we have an inflation, and they're going up in historic terms much higher than they did for the last 30 years but not as high as they were rising in the previous months. So it isn't that we're in a deflation, prices are not coming down, it's that they're not going up quite as quickly as they did before. But the sad news wrapped up with that is that wages, which were going up not as fast as prices, not even close, but those are in even worse shape. That is, they are not catching up. In fact, they are shrinking, even relative to the diminished rise in prices. So if you're thinking about what this means for the average American consumer going to the supermarket or the department store, the situation is no better than it has been in recent months. In other words, your ability to buy is not rising as fast as the prices, and therefore what you can afford to actually consume keeps shrinking. Got it. And Professor, you know, in the context of everything we wanted to discuss today, just a broader check-in with the economy, how do you look at it uh, broadly in terms of the outlook for the next year or so? Well, I'm afraid the problem is, and it comes right out of these numbers, that what we're seeing is a slow, painful reduction in the inflation, far less than what people need if their standard of living is to improve. And we're paying the price for that modest improvement by laying off workers in large numbers, uh, by a recession that we're either in or coming close to. There's virtual unanimity in the financial press, left, right, and center, about a recession this year. The only real debate is how soon will we get, how bad will it be, and how long will it last? So we're paying a heavy price. Uh, it's a little bit like noticing in those numbers uh, that airline prices have slightly diminished their increase. They've been zooming up, and the, the, the beauty of the story is the service we're getting from the airlines are not improving. Laughable. I'm trying to be polite, uh, <laughs> literally over the last few days. So yeah, the price isn't going up, but what you're getting for what you're paying is shrinking really seriously. And I think that's a general prediction for where we're going. We have not solved the underlying problems of this economy. Our levels of debt, government, corporate, and individual 
are higher than ever and rising very fast. The inflation means people's income isn't enough, so they're going out on a limb again, using their credit cards and every other way of getting credit. That's a very dangerous story, has been the cause of trouble twice in this new century and is building up again now. There ought to be a lot more concern, and I suspect there would be, except the folks in charge always have a hard time admitting to economic problems and so paint a very rosy picture. I'm not among them, and I tell you, most of my colleagues, uh, even though that's unusual, agree with me on this subject. Mm. One of the big uh, heavyweights in terms of neoliberal economists, Larry Summers, who was former uh, Treasury Secretary and served in other high-level positions in terms of uh, advising presidents on the economy, took some time out from his luxury tropical vacation to call explicitly for higher unemployment. Uh, let's take a listen to that, and I want to get your reaction on the other side. I've been speaking in a different way about the Fed in the last couple of months than I had been before, and that's because, for whatever reason, they have come around to views quite close to mine. They think inflation is the primary concern. They explicitly recognize that there's going to need to be increases in unemployment to contain uh, inflation. What do you make of remarks like that, Professor? Well, to be honest with you, I'm outraged. I, I find this a level of relaxed calm about wrecking people's lives, millions of people to be unemployed, because that's what we're talking about, given the size of our country, millions of people losing their jobs or losing hours if they have the kind of jobs that vary that way. That's an enormous burden to put on them, on their families, on the communities they live in that depend on their ability to spend, all of that in a breezy conversation made worse by the fact, and this is crucial, that it isn't true. Raising interest rates and squashing down an economy by doing that isn't the only way to deal with an inflation. And I won't even bother you with reminding everyone that the reason we created the Federal Reserve over 100 years ago was to prevent inflation. Not to come in after it's done its horrible work and fix it, but to prevent it because it's such a burden. They failed at doing that, and there ought to be a bit more of, a, of an acknowledgement and admission of the failure. Having said it, let me remind everyone, there are other ways of dealing with an inflation. I'm going to give you two quick examples. Number one, 1971, Richard Nixon, hardly a progressive in the office of president, goes on radio television August 15th, and he says we have a terrible inflation, which they did at that time. And I'm going to do something about it right away, which he did. He declared the following. As of tomorrow morning, any business that raises the price of anything, you're going to get a visit from government officials, and they're going to arrest you and throw you in jail. That's how we're going to stop the rise in prices. And to be fair, he said... The same applies to unions or workers who push for higher wages. We will do the same. This policy is called, and it was called this then, a wage price freeze, because literally that's what it does. It was passed, signed by the president. 90 days was the first length of it. It was extended. And you know why? It stopped the inflation on a dime. 
Does yeah. that kind of policy have problems? Sure, but every policy to deal with the failure of an inflation has its costs, its risks, and its problems. But to deal with this as if there were nothing other for us to do than to schedule a recession for millions of people is not only unfair and unjust, it's not altogether honest. And Mr. Summers, who's a, co a colleague of mine, he knows this very well. Wow. I think that is all very well said. Um, so great to have your expertise on these matters, Professor. Thank you so much for taking some time with us. Thank you, sir. I, my pleasure, and thanks for... Mm, whenever I go to the screen... We're covering it in an open way. It's really a big help to the national conversation. Yeah, our pleasure. All right, guys, thank you so much for watching. Really appreciate it. We had a great counter... Yeah, so... He didn't say... He wasn't... That guy speaks. I follow him, Richard Wolf. He, he, he speaks very slowly, and sometimes it's hard to kind of follow him. Um, it, it, like he'll put you to sleep. Like, um, you know, but um, he knows his stuff, though, and he's saying stuff that like none of the other economist people are saying. Let me read some comments. What's up, Pat? How you feeling? feeling pretty good man hey um i'm gonna be in and out for just a moment so i'll be right back but go yeah go ahead i'm um i, right. just, I just gotta go grab something i'll be back all right i'm gonna read some comments this one it says depending on what you spend your money on inflation is probably higher than 6.5 percent for you a 6.5 percent cpi means cash is losing 50 percent of its buying power every 10 years if you're not investing your money Delayed gratification will do nothing to help you financially. Saving your money instead of investing it, it means your wealth is being transferred to people who own assets. And it has less and less spending power. So the day you saved it is, you know, even with the interest you get in your regular bank, you actually lost money over time. Let me read some more. It says, speaking as a CPA between the hedonic quality adjustments, the good services that are left out of CPI and other CPI trickery and lack of open data set sources being used, both economists and corporate media should not be using the government's manipulated CPI metric, but rather independent measures of inflation like shadow stats or trueflation. The government's CPI metric is intentionally designed to underreport true inflation to lower the real cost of paying huge government debt and to limit increases to government payouts like Social Security. And Social Security is coming uh, more and more um, in the, you know, the public discourse or in the political scheme. And this coming year, mark my words, um, there's going to be some radical changes, I think, to um, Social Security. Now, each year they do increase um, Social Security related to inflation. It's one of the things that uh, is actually really good. Um, they try to stay up on that with the buying power because you got older folks who really live off of their Social Security and they can't buy food if the food prices continue to go up and they're still getting the same amount of Social Security. But the, the, the media, well, the politicians are talking about the debt and they're talking about, you know, spending 
And Social Security is one of the areas that they're looking at. So who the hell knows what the hell they're going to do with that? You know, they had to fight for the Social Security. You know, they, that wasn't a popular thing, really, when um, when it came out. You know, they, they didn't want to do that. Um, what's his name? Was it Truman? Um, the president that put it in, um, he just kind of forced that in there. And um, originally it wasn't very popular, but once people got on it and they realized that it was a really big deal, because it's like old people were just starving, like, you know, just you just would die. They can't work anymore. They don't have anybody to support them. They just die. Let me read some more. It says, I was listening to this segment as I was driving home from work. I thought Crystal referred to Larry Summers as the former Treasury Secretary. <laughs> Let me read another one. It says, have Richard Wolf back. You guys have be knocking it out of the park. Another comment, it says, over the last year, my rent went up twice. Storage unit did too. Eggs up to $7. Big companies have come in and started buying a lot of rental properties. This is very disturbing. Everybody should should be worried about this. And like, like how we were talking about yesterday about the price of eggs and how the internet is just making jokes about it. But this is a staple, you know, uh, type of thing. So, like that, you know, if it, you know, the, the for regular folks, that's a big deal. Like, you know, they don't have much to eat. They, you know, you can buy a dozen of eggs and a loaf of bread and and and, and have something to eat. But the loaf of bread is going up. The eggs is going up. Now, what they're gonna do? They get a half a carton of eggs, I guess. And, like, and, uh, that was that was our meat when um, we was growing up, man. Yeah, I, 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 like one of what you know, of course, like one of our like for breakfast, it was like it'll be just grits and eggs and no meat. Yeah, I grew I grew up poor too, so I know, and you know, like like I say, a loaf of bread and some eggs, you know, you could feed the family with that, you know, if you have to, you know. So, but with the with the prices of it going up like it is, then you know. You know, and I can remember me, even me as an adult, you know, there was a time when I was really struggling. And what I would do is I'd make sure I got enough food for the kids and I wouldn't eat. And I'm sure a lot of people do that. You know, I just make sure they eat and whatever they don't eat. I just eat the leftovers or whatever. I'll eat what they what they didn't eat, you know, and, and mostly I'm still hungry. You know, you go to sleep hungry, you wake up hungry. And this is day after day after day. I can't say I had many days like that, but I mean, as far as like really on the skimpy side, yeah. Um, shoot, but yeah, eggs and rice, uh, grits and rice. I mean, grits and eggs and shoot, what uh, making tuna. You know, just like eggs was very much. Uh, but I mean, but it's not just eggs though. I mean. It's got all across the board. Like I said, that's one of the jokes going around. Yeah. But it's it's crazy across the board, so. Even like the noodles, right? And I don't really eat them anymore. They mess my stomach up. But when you're starving, you get the, you know, you get the Roman noodles, you know. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it wasn't that long ago where you could get them for like four or four dollar, like 25 cents a pack. But mm -hmm. the, the, that's not even the price of the noodles no more. Even the noodles, you know. So instead of getting four packs, now you get three or two. 
just try to make it work. Yeah. Um, let me read a couple more comments. It said, instead of asking, are we headed into a recession, can we all admit to being in one and speak accordingly? Another comment, it says, love this guy. His lectures are so based. Another comment, it says, we really need hosts to interject energy prices in this discussion. I'm sure Professor Wolf mm. would have much to say on that topic, much more relevant to virtually all citizens, especially all as compared to freaking air travel. Beyond the fact that it is basically an essential necessity, we have had unseasonably warm weather thus far this winter, yet companies like Duke Energy are price gouging the hell out of us, raising our rate by 400% in the last month. Truly surreal. And that's my point. The reason why I wanted to cover this is because what I've been saying for the longest is that the hugest part of this inflate, like I'm not saying inflation is not real. Like you, you know, when we had COVID, they had the, uh, you know, the um, able to move products and being able to find them and, you know, the, 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 the distribution lines, I'm not finding the right words, were, 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 were a problem. And there was reasons. Supply. Supply chain. And that, and, and that, that, there was reasons why some of these things had price increases. But the overall, what's happening is they're, they're literally just price gouging and price fixing us to death so that they can make more profits, so that they can do more uh, stock buybacks. And, and 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 make money for their investors and and that's really simply what's happening the investors are happy the ceos are happy the cfos are happy with this situation they get to also they because of the pinch they also get to pay people less because people are struggling so hardcore they're willing to take jobs that they wouldn't take normally but they need to eat so they'll well, take this lower wage job so that they can freaking get by well i'm gonna say this because not that it couldn't be done by republicans because it very well could um but at this moment in time it just so happens to be the democrats that's in you know had the major power i mean i think we're going to start seeing some change especially in the energy sector for um you know few gas and all that stuff i think in the next month or two we should be seeing some drops in pricing but uh we we really got to be careful about like the, the people who you know scream you know who's you know point the finger at who's wrong all the time or who's bad guy you might want to pay a little more attention to them because they're getting over on you and this is their policies that has us in this position because some people think it's, it's not just the supply chain it's also decisions like i mean if we really talk about energy like what sense does it make for us to be an energy dependent country one year and then the next year we're like trying to find other places to get it when we have plenty of oil underground and had plenty in um surplus in reserve so some of these things that we just some we, we need to pay more attention to so that we understand that it's 
it's failed policy that is causing a lot of this stuff. And of course, not being, um, you know, because they are looking to, you know, disturb the the finances of everyone, they do not check, the, uh, you know, check these corporations on their activities and how they're changing pricing and, you know, what real, you know, giving some real substance, substance on, you know, real good reasons on why they are making any changes if they have to. So pay pay attention, please, because, I mean, these are the same people that's going to be asking you for your vote in the next two years, less than two years. And they need to be giving you a good reason why they should you should give them another chance. Yeah, pay attention is the is the uh, phrase right there. Let me read some more comments. It says, all that money that was spent on stock buybacks instead of retiring debt, investing in systems and capital improvements is going to come back and crush companies. The employees will pay the price. I think that this is going to happen. It's kind of like the bubble when, when they were talking about the, the housing crisis that happened. And, you know, these companies, these big companies, um, they got this game going with the stock buybacks and pushing up their stock prices, which, you know, in turn helps their uh, stockholders and gets out more dividends and helps the CEO get uh, better salaries and better bonuses and so forth and so on. But they're not spending money on like the infrastructure of their company or improving, you know, service, improving their you know what they do they're not spending money on that so you know at some point because like remember blockbuster right of course blockbuster don't exist no more really barely exist no do they exist at all i think they have little pockets of blockbuster that's still around related to the uh the little uh I mean, I like, see the red box and stuff like that. Yeah, there. something kind of like red box blockbuster. I think that's how they still exist somewhere. But but they were like the biggest thing going. And so then they, you know, they but but they didn't innovate, you know. Uh the the, the same thing happened with uh what is it? What am I trying to think of? Is it PayPal? I don't know. Uh all these companies they, they focus on making the money. They focus on the stock buybacks and they're not spending time on, um, you know, spending money on research and development. They're not spending time on like uh, what, how they can be competitive in the future. You know, they just, they're not, yeah, they're not really paying attention to the innovation. So, the, so at, at some point, hey, wait a minute. hold on. Yeah. Hey, hold on. Yeah. So at some point, these companies are going to freaking fall off a cliff like and then that's when even the stockholders are going to pay the price. You know, uh, everybody's going to pay the price. And then we have all these monopolies. So the consumers are going to pay the price because they're not going to have anywhere to go to get whatever services or you know products that this particular companies provide. It's going to be like a nationwide fucking collapse of these big huge companies like i really wouldn't be surprised if you saw some of these banks just go away but you know there goes the government to come in and save the day they're too big to fail you know we're talking about debt 
we're talking about the uh, you know uh the debt ceiling and uh you know trillion dollar debt and the budget but these we got these we gotta save these damn companies so we're gonna just pour money into these companies after so if i was running a company and i basically ran into the ground i wasn't being innovative i wasn't you know working with the being working with the market um with the with the government come and bail me out I, I don't think so you know i think that these companies that don't do a good job at what they do should fail and it doesn't matter how big they are and if you really believe in the free market then the, the market will correct itself there'll be another smaller company that was doing things the right way and providing a good product or service to the people that they really want that will grow and take the place of those big huge companies that weren't doing that and that's the way it should be and that's really how that's honestly how it should be because i mean it's been too many times and i mean we saw the biggest of it um because a lot of it was done in secret before but you know they had to come like in 2009 when they had that big you know big three they would they, they build out chevy and dodge i think Ford did good on their own but um the banks all these different things that they build out and they didn't do anything for the people because i mean you know th this is this is a failure in policy and i mean once again that was democrats in action you know when, that was doing obama and those but, companies got to continue to go on doing their shitty providing their shitty service and their shitty product that yeah. nobody really fucking wants and i think some of these companies a lot of these companies wouldn't even be turning real profits at the end of the year if it wasn't for all of the subsidies that they get from the government every year 100 so if i was running a damn business that wasn't running a profit without getting subsidies from the government with the you know Am I am I running a viable business? No. You know, I'm, uh, I'm a, you're 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 a failure. You, you need to do something else. Well, well, well and I'm gonna tell you because I mean, there's there are instances. I mean, me, you know, living the living the dream. We have bad years, and resulting not necessarily because of you, but different decisions that's made by you know the government the policy changes things like that so i mean yes you push through and you keep going as much as possible but when you have some someone that's uh costing you sabotaging um, you well well i mean that's well i mean i don't think the government was sabotaging banks i don't think so either they just sucked at what they were doing well no they they knew they they purposely did what they did yeah because they want they they were winning like they they were taking back homes that they had got down payments on and um a couple maybe a couple of years of payments uh on on these prime subprime loans so they were making high percentages on things that they wouldn't have you know gotten if they would have barely done business like okay look we can't do business with you unless you're in this you know section of credit and it maybe it would have been less but if you really look at it that was just a a really a scam for them to be able to 
push out a bunch of paper. That's that's what we t- call it in, um, you know, when you're doing finance, like pushing paper, because you're able to, you know, uh, you know, get people to sign, you know, making an agreement to pay. They put up this lump sum of money, so they're hitting them hard on the on the first turnout, then month to month, and then they get a balloon payment, or like they just all of them, they just really just couldn't afford it to begin with, and just hoping that they could, you know, make the payments. You know what I'm saying? So they knew what they were doing. That's the more of the story. They know they know what these things cost. Like they've been doing. Like I mean, the the banks are not new. They know exactly what it causes. So, but then, but the the consumer is the one who loses the most. So, at the end of the day, the people suffer. That is the uh, mantra, or that's that is the reoccurring. I want to read this. I, I ain't gonna lie. I really wish that there was a a, a lawsuit that went, you know, like a, a a class action lawsuit for all of the people who did lose. Big, you know, down payments. The, uh, you know, like there was, home. there was. I was, okay, um, I you know, I lost my house in 2012, and I was a part of that. I had adjustable rate mortgage, and I had those balloon payments and stuff. But that's not real reason why I lost my house. I totally could have kept it. My life went in another direction. And I just lost my house. But it just happened to be that it happened right around that time. And they sent me letters. I was involved in a class action lawsuit that they just put me in. It ended up being that I didn't get to get a payout from it because of the date of when my lo- I lost my house was right past the end date of whatever it was. You know how they do that shit. But because it was the whole thing was 2008 and I lost my house in January 2012. So I was just outside of that window. So yeah, there was suit that happened, but the government are the ones who paid that. The um, those banks didn't pay out those. Uh, they didn't pay so, that money. So you paid. There were those people got paid by themselves because their tax money paid them back in another way instead of the the actual corporate right. entity. Who failed them and won against them. So the, the banks didn't lose. They won on both sides in that. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. I don't think that's fair. Like, how can you make somebody pay for their own harm? You know, like, make them pay for harm that someone else did you. It's crazy. That's the system. And like I say, them damn banks, they should have went out of business, all of them. Um, I want to read this comment. It's really long-winded, but I was just breezing through it, and there's some good stuff in here. So let me start reading it. It says, they've been changing the definition of criteria of CPI since the 80s. For example, Richard pointing out the terrible service of the airline and how it isn't factored into the price that you are getting less for your money. In a more tangible example, they also do this with so-called shrinkflation. For example, if last year a 24-ounce box of cereal was $3.99, but this year the same box... 399 is 16.8 ounces. The government reads this as zero inflation when that's wrong. Let me pause here for a second because this is really, really, really good. 1,000%. Uh, you, 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 th- that's how they sneak it in and you don't freaking notice. And I've been looking at this shit. Everything if in the grocery store, the packages are smaller. 
the amounts that you're getting is smaller. And in some cases, the prices are actually going up. But in this case, it's like the price is the same, but the amount that you're getting is less. <laughs> That's inflation still. Yes, it is. Very much so. At, at, you know, like, it's a sneaky way, but, I mean, it is definitely them being able to change prices, you know, without you asking much because you know all right, you don't see a, a real price you know when you go pick up your your box of cereal your you know whatever the, the the product is and the price still is the same but you know you don't kind of looking at it you saying like well damn but this ain't the same size like, i mean you, you don't put it in the same category automatically and, and, the, and, and then the packaging is deceptive and has been forever so they might put it in the same size box you literally would have to look at the ounces that's in there to be able to determine that it's actually less that you're getting. This is happening across the board. Yeah. Let me read. Let me read some more. It says the same box three ninety nine. The government reads this as zero inflation, but that is wrong. Not to mention that the cost of plane tickets and even mortgaging mortgages and housing are basically irrelevant to fifty percent of the country who either can't afford these things anyway or have no use for them. Another example in between these two would be Walmart. Prices are higher, yes, and they do factor that in. However, what they don't account for is the shopping experience. Not only is there not a single employee that you can walk up to and ask where something is and get a coherent answer, but it gets even worse when you try to ask them about something like recommending a product. <laughs> and, and let me add to that. You also got to go stand in line for fucking 30 minutes because they only have two freaking checkers on trying to force you into the self checkout line and then the self checkout line is long as fuck but that and that's exactly what i was gonna say because like you, you're waiting in long lines just to check yourself out let me read some more they are completely clueless mostly because of the high turnover rate you have mostly a staff of people working there less than six months at 25 hours a week because these corporations don't want to keep any long-term employees working 30 plus hours a week because they would have to provide them with insurance and raises. And on top of that, there are either one or zero cashiers. So now you have to ring up and bag your own groceries, meaning basically that you are providing unpaid labor for them. That'd be like going to Subway and have to make your own sandwich. And that's what, that's what we just said. And let me, uh, let me double down on the part of the 30 hours a week thing. I used to work for Home Depot and basically they hire all the new employees as part time and they don't let anybody get more than 29 hours a week. And they were using the Obamacare thing as an excuse for doing this. And it's a huge turnover rate. Harley gets any new, you know, everybody is new always, you know, and for you to get like. To, to get full time is like getting a raise, you know, and they, they, they hold a carrot on that and you have to grind. You might be there six months before you can even get to get to the point where you're, you're full time, you know, starving you out. Not only that at Home Depot, your hours were all over the place every week. So, you, you know, you can't work another job because the hours at this job are unpredictable every week. You know, you could be nights, mornings, all literally all over the place. Therefore, it leaves no space for you to uh, be able to commit to another job because you'll end up scheduled at the same time where you need to be at work at that other job. 
fucking oh my god i was there for four years it was the worst job i had ever and then they ask you to do so much stuff like uh the training is horrible you sit there on a computer and and you don't really learn anything and then when you get out on the floor you're supposed to know all of this stuff so really a lot of jobs are doing this they're relying on your prior knowledge that you already have to be able to do these jobs because if you don't know anything you're not going to be able to do these jobs because they don't train you for nothing and then th they ask you to do all kinds of work outside of your job description totally like extra like like really you should be getting paid three times as much as they're paying you for the stuff that they have you doing, which is skilled stuff, like skilled labor stuff, like freaking driving forklifts and, you know, stuff that uh, you can't just walk out, walk off the street and really know how to do. Uh, anyways, let me read some more. It says, though all government states are juked to look better, another great parallel to this is unemployment. Basically, anyone has been unemployed for more than six months and isn't actively looking for a job or an education is no longer technically considered unemployed. They are literally just removed from the state sheet altogether. And the best part is they don't get put back on it if they start looking for a job again. They're only added back if and when they actually do find a job. It's really disgusting the lengths that they would go to in order to try and hide the real state of the country and the economy because by ignoring it you know it can only make things worse because not only is there no solution being offered people make important decisions based on these numbers that they otherwise wouldn't if they knew the real state stats this kind of shit should be illegal so what to clear up what he's saying here is like uh the number like they said it's the most jobs, the most newer jobs happened over the last two years or something like that. And like the, the least amount of employment, like the largest amount of people employed and all of this shit. And it's like straight up lying because the numbers aren't covering these people who are just kind of just they're just doing odd jobs. They're no longer a part of the stat sheet. They're no longer in the system as far as being counted related to employed or unemployed because they're yeah, doing odd jobs and just making money however they can yeah i don't they, think they're trying to pretend right now i think they you know like the the, the less they say about that the better for them because that somebody's gonna back check them and come back and say something but of course you know it'll get your shadow band in many news uh, media like it just and, won't get talked about and, and a lot of people are just staying home like if they have a spouse or a significant other that makes halfway decent money uh in a lot of homes it just makes sense especially if they have kids because um child care is so damn expensive so the other uh the other parent it, they they just stay home and, you know, because getting uh, getting back and forth to work, paying for gas, paying for lunch, you know, uh, with the little old check that they're getting, don't even add up, don't even make sense when they have to pay for daycare, so forth and so on. F you know, figuring out how to pick up your kids from school, this kind of thing is, is a real problem for a lot of us. I was going through it as a single parent, and I don't see how the hell... 
Like you have the meetings that you're supposed to go to with school and all of this, picking up your kids. How are you going to pick your kid up from school when you have to be at work, you know? And then if you're, you have a small child and, you know, you got to pay for them to be in daycare and the amount the daycare costs for a month exceeds the amount that you make in a month. <laughs> What's the point going to work then? You just stay at home and you just let the other spouse kind of cover the bills and work three jobs or whatever the hell and you take care of the house and it just kind of makes sense and that and all of these people are not being counted as unemployed yeah let me read some more it says if you wanted the real cpi you'd first of all take shrinkflation into account and second stop focus focusing on the plethora of shit the average America doesn't even consider spending money on. If you just looked at fuel, electricity, gas, rent, car payments, insurance, groceries, toiletries, simple entertainment like streaming services or video games, cell phone and bill, internet, car repairs, hospital bills, health insurance, pharmaceuticals, that's a whole list. Let me skip through this. Then you would get the real functional CPI. And, and subscriptions. Oh, and oh yeah, I almost forgot the most egregious offenders of all, eggs, which have doubled or tripled in price. Try telling someone like me who lives on a diet of mostly milk and eggs that inflation is 77% or whatever. I'll laugh my ass off. 10. It's like 10, 10, 10 or more. I'm Might sure it's... Like, like 11%, 10.7%. Could be as like high that. as... 15 once you factor in how much people have to pay for rent and stuff like that the, all of the list that this guy just made let me read some more it says milk is almost triple eggs are triple and gas is 2.5 percent that's 266 percent on my trips to the grocery store this shit is unsustainable and something really bad is going to happen when reality catches up you think we're in a bear run right now just wait Wait until the stock market bubble bursts because they're doing all the of their trading. Be hibernating. The bear going to be hibernating before you know it. <laughs> yeah. It says they're doing all of their trading with these fake CPI numbers factored in. Just wait until people can't afford food and gas and rent anymore and they lose it the, during the presidential debates when Biden tries telling them that gas prices hikes and inflation are improving. This cannot last. They're going to be looking for him. <laughs> Trying to get this dude. Pitchforks. And he says, this cannot last and it's going to end very ugly, especially when the biggest consumers in the world, baby boomers, start dying off or going into nursing homes. Things are going to get worse before they get better. Look for 2023 to be even worse than 2008. Only this time, if they try to give away trillions in bailouts to banks and big corporations, you're going Man. to see a revolt that puts Occupy Wall Street to shame. A movement they won't be able to destroy this time by inject interactional identity politics interactional identity politics into the crowd because people are already sick of that shit. Don't be surprised when you see Antifa and the Proud Boys lined up side by side protesting the bankers who got us into this mess in the first place. And that's the worst thing they're, they, they're afraid of. And he said something that made me think, what did he say? Um, talking about the baby boomers dying. And, you know, so 
the thing with the Roe versus Wade being overturned, and we talked about it in the other show about they wanting more people so they could have more consumers so they could keep making money. The people are only having like one and two kids now here in the, in the United States. This is fewer consumers. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but so this that, is a problem that they created, though. Right. And what I'm saying is, though, it's going to bite them in their ass because they want people to keep buying more and more of this new car, new phone. You have to get the latest phone. You have to get the latest whatever. You have to buy all these appliances for your home and all of this. Well, it's only the, the parent only had two kids and the two kids can what, only consume so much. So they got they're going to have all this excess fucking shit that they keep making that there ain't nobody out here to buy. it. Yeah. Well, what what's the um the old? The old saying where it's uh every action uh because it's like a rule of science like every action uh, has has an opposite I'll, and equal reaction yes like or, or either uh not just opposite uh, uh it's gonna be a, a yeah it's gonna be a greater reaction i'm just gonna say that like um the way that they're playing with people and the, the more that people find out how much they're purposely getting paid, it's not like accidental. Like a lot of these things will come to the surface to show that you are not, you know, you're, you're not making the money that you used to make. You're not being able to feed your family the same way you used to. And, um, you you know, travel and doing any of the things that you usually would know that you would normally do or that you have been doing norm, you know, in, um, past, uh, times and you realize that this was purposely done to you oh the people who have been caping for you the whole time like you know you you already got one side that's you know go you know that's already that's up you know not happy with you and then when you got the people that who's been supporting you finds out how you're treating them what you you know all the things how they've affected your their lives and and I, I'm just saying the, the left side is more dangerous, I think, than the right. And that comment where he said the Proud Boys and Antifa side by side doing something like Occupy Raw Street. Yeah. Now, now, what was what would scare the shit out of them more than anything would be that. Oh, uh, it it better. They're gonna have to run for them caves and. Them bunkers way sooner than some kind of nuclear um, because that's what they're creating is a, a nuclear uh, exchange really like, it's going to be some pissed off people before you know it and that's why they got us with all these distractions the reels they're pushing the reels big time you know on through the social and they're medias addictive. and they're addictive I they are I... addictive and you just keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling forever and that's what they want you to do because again the pitchforks are fucking coming bro once people get tired of scrolling on those reels they're gonna freaking grab the pitchforks no wait no i mean when when, when, when they can't afford to pay the phone bill the um i mean summertime coming they can't really turn the ac on because i mean one of the things that um well this is rumored but i believe it very much so that you know the wf is getting together and they're talking about trying to do worldwide rations 
So like being able to t- turn you on and off as they please. That's one of the reasons why they've been pushing all this electric stuff all this time, bro. Like yeah. they don't like, I, and I've been telling people it's like, bro, you don't want that. Like they, man, they've already been doing me. that in some of the countries in in some of the European countries, and yeah. you know they're they're rioting over there. Um, you know they're rationing the the first. What they do is they tell you they give you suggestions like. Hey, you should um, limit your consumption of uh, electricity during these hours of the day and da, 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 da. And then after a while, then they'd be like, well, we're cutting off the lights at well, this time. I'm just going to, I'm just putting, laying it out there. Cause I mean, I don't, I, I, I need people to be a little, at least I don't want them to go tear up nothing, but at least be a little more pissed off or understand more what's going on because like the real science is being hidden so that they can push their agenda and that's in different areas i mean because even when you talk about with the what's this the um global warming there's science out there that proves that we are at a lower rate of co2 uh emissions now than we have been in any time in history but they don't want you to see that kind of stuff they give you bullshit uh scales or uh graphs to look at to um that will, um, you know, make it seem like, but they know most people can't read it or is even trying to read it. They hear what you're telling them, so they believe you because that's the trust that they put in. But, bro, we're in global, like it's really, like it's really a hoax. Like they've been focusing and practicing this so that they could use this against the people to, they, they never change. Like they never have to do anything different because they're in control. They can use whatever they want, however much they want. But when they make you reduce and shrink down on, you know, your consumption, even though there's actual proof to shows that we've been more responsible than ever in life. Like it showed it, but. I'm just telling you, like, if you really look into it for yourself, you'll find out. And I know, like, it's probably a good thing for some people not to uh, do all the research because there's people that really knew the truth would be so angry. Like, I know people that's, like, <laughs> they got a way bigger temper than I do. And if, you know, they didn't live under the uh, ideas that they do, they would, look, I'd have to go out there and try to stop them from yeah. saying that shit. So when, when people can't scroll on their reels, when they can't pay their Wi-Fi bill, they can't pay their phone bill, what do you Bro, think they're going to do? Man, look, they're going to hit the streets. What you talking about? <laughs> what else is to do? Like, they look, they can't, they can't express themselves uh, honestly or fakely on online or in, uh, you know, social media or whatever. They're going to take to the street. Somebody's going to hear them. They're going to tear some fucking shit up. Let me... These people might be in that situation now. So this is a... I think this is a new... What is this? Money for our needs, not for... The war machine. Yeah, and I want to say this is in New York. 
protest happening today or yesterday. Let me read it. It says, this is the People Forum posted this. It says, we are marching on the streets of New York City. After the rally, we will be hosting a teach in the in at the People's Forum. Join us virtually here. But you know, you know something that's been having me thinking because like, you know, yeah, wars going on. I mean, I guess there's proof uh, somewhere, but um, the whole idea that all those leaders that um, we that Klaus Schwab was saying that all of them, the, what was it? We was watching it. The, they said the lead everybody that these that's in leadership now went through his program, the leadership program uh, mm -hmm. at the, um, mm -hmm. and like these people on there, both sides of all of this stuff. Yeah. So if these people were involved in the same schooling, and you know. Not to say that it's a hundred percent true, but the possibility that they are in cahoots with, okay, this supposed war, just to kind of push the idea that you know, this is something that they need to be, you know, pushing money into or protecting their side of, uh, you know, defending their sovereignty and whatever else or whatever, but. It just just keeps making me like feel like okay, this is a highly it's highly possible that this is a this is a fake out. It's it's a scam on the people. So the thing is, um, like back to the pitchforks, you know, um, the Republicans and the Democrats, the left and the right, both can agree as far as like we were saying about not being able to pay your Wi-Fi bill or not being able to buy some eggs. And meanwhile, they're steep, they keep sending money to Ukraine. And we're like, what the F? Like, both sides can 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 agree with oh, that. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. I as mean, far as the real people, on, not on, the politicians. On, I'm yeah, talking about was, the, the actual people. Well, see, and that's the thing that I talked about. I was like, you know, uh, these people who are making decisions, that's making 10 times as much as the people that they serve and they're not being affected the same way because even with the if they deal with the same pricing change it's not affecting them the same way that it is somebody who's making forty thousand dollars a year as it is for them who are making four hundred thousand dollars a year yeah it's like whatever the eggs is a couple dollars a couple cents more whatever shit we don't you know well but they're probably invested in those companies where they're making the excessive profits yeah. Because we already know, we talked about how they're um, breaking all of the laws with, um, you know, in, investor their trading practices. So, I mean, they're winning in so many different ways. It's, it's insane. Just to be able to put you in a, in a lower position, keep you from being able to retire on time. Because just imagine how many people who, who planned it this was going to be the year or last year was going to be the year that they retire but that all of that is impossible now and like i was saying earlier if you just had your money in the bank and you was just relying on the uh you know the regular interest that you were getting on that money that money is way less now even with the interest you got from your bank as a result of the inflation yeah like like as as much as 50% less than it was when you put it in there 
because it's the buying power is not there. Yeah, that part. Screw, bro. I'm just like, sometimes you know, like especially when I go through certain cities, I'm like, you know, let me hear get in and out of these cities because, like, sometimes it's just like you just never know when, <laughs> when's when it's gonna go down. Or where? Yeah, man, it takes my breath away. And I, I just hope that people can just like, you know, pay attention enough to, to be upset and then be upset enough to actually do something about it. Well, see, but that's the thing. Um, the, one of the bigger problems why things has changed the way they do is because they know that the people are not as involved in the politics as you know people were before and of course even though we have more access there's there's less involvement it's it, you know there's i know that there's still people who call their um their state representatives and you know hey i want this i want that i you know i don't agree with this i don't you know this that and the other and um you know try to influence or at least let them know where they stand you know but it's not it's not as big of a thing as it used to be getting on the phone you know like people get on they might maybe send try to send emails and stuff but that's not effective you know how many emails i ignore per week <laughs> i mean, I'm just saying like and i got multiple emails so i'm like i'm not going through all this stuff i I know what type of stuff I'm looking for week to week, and I go find it. And I, that's that. So most of it is most of it is spam and and bullshit. Anyways, you gotta sift through all that shit to find the important shit that's in I'm between all. Have, I'm glad they have search uh, the search uh, function on emails, but uh, I hate searching my. I hate it, bro. It's so much in there, and it'd be important stuff that I have to freaking look for. And if you can't just think of what it is, you don't remember, you're just gonna be scrolling forever till you find it. Well, well, me. well at least the dates and stuff will help you, like you know, when you know what, what time period it's like, oh, well, no, hold on, I'm in a whole other month now, let, let me go back, and yeah. That's pretty much how I do too. Like once I look at the date and I'm like, oh, I must have missed it. Yeah. It's like a damn punishment checking your emails. <laughs> but you gotta have it. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing. And bro, I man, so if, I, if I'm I have years of stuff that's built up in one of my emails. Say, like, bro, I got one that's showing like forty four thousand unread. Yeah. I should pull up mine right now. Freaking uh, my exes. I usually get my girlfriends to 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 delete my emails for me because <laughs> I, I just don't be wanting to do it. And females I, tend I, to. I don't have anybody to do that for me. Yeah, now I, mean, I, I guess don't. I I guess I I, I, mean, I could you know. Look, but I'm I, I'm looking at my thing right now. Fifty thousand one hundred and ninety four emails. Ooh, I thought I was bad. That's you got some shit. <laughs> And that's over like what kind of time period? Because I know mine is this one's over some years for sure. But nah, this ain't that long in in, in of a time period. Because uh, like I say, my I get my exes to go in there and do some deleting for me. My, well, my exes did it for me. 
Well, I don't have I anybody to, now, but yeah, I try to do it once or twice myself, but it just got to be so much that I'm just like, you know what, the hell with it. I look, I know how to find what I'm looking for. And I be having too much going on. I just don't have the patience. Too much going on. Like literally, for you to stay up on it, you got to get on it every day and do some deleting. Yeah, I don't have and keep time it to do that. and clean it up. And I don't have that kind of time to get on there every day. And, and really, I should because it'd be important stuff that I'd be missing. Yeah, well, there's certain things that I look for, you know, day to day, just to make sure I stay, um, you know, you know, up to date. And that's like my son's stuff that comes from my son's school. Um, you know, I, <laughs> you know, there's different, um, you know, business notices that I look for, but that's on a different uh, server. So, I mean, and, and the one on, like for my business stuff, is a lot less than my, uh, you know, my personal stuff because I'll sign up for some bullshit that I never use and I never go in and unsubscribe and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but besides that, what's up, Doc? Hey, hey, Doc, how you feeling? Sorry, right? Yeah, I just checked mine. I'm, I'm, I've got over fifteen thousand messages, of which seven thousand didn't automatically get shunted over to social media promotions and all those because I've got an auto filter on. So I only have about ah. seven thousand that I need to go through. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, what what kind of an auto on, filter? On, only seven thousand. Yeah, that's no, that's a low. That's a that's a good low number unless that's like within a month. That's about three months. Ooh, now nah, that's a now nah, that's still a lot. Tell us about the filter. I've, I've I've been using Gmail. Uh, you got to pull Gmail up on in the um, on a on a web browser, and you're gonna have folders. I don't know if they're in there already. If I added them or if they got added. Um, for me but i've got three tabs i've got a primary tab let's see yeah you can you, over in categories on the left in in your web thing you've got social updates forums promotions and you can tag stuff to go into those particular like if it's from these like if it's from facebook everything that comes through facebook goes to uh, a socials tab which also would would have instagram and all that and stuff oh that's good i need to do that because i get a lot from uh youtube i get a lot from youtube and a um, lot of my promo are promotions is like piazzo sam's kroger classmates.com what else is in here robert but space you, industries but do you have to manually go and choose that to you know click on those and tell them to go to that i don't folder. think so i think it automatically filters most of these for me which is why i still got seven thousand that i need to uh to look through because i still have things like kindle and credit karma and h and r block all coming through my my main ones yeah it would be nice if i could just get all the stuff that i'm actually interested in in, in my inbox and, and send all the rest of that shit to somewhere else. Yeah. 
That would be nice. Well, see, at one point I had nine different emails, and I'm down to using one with two others that I use for when I get booted <laughs> off of uh, Facebook. Yeah, I only have two that I mainly use. Back in the days, I used to have a bunch of emails too, but I, I whittled it down to two, and so that's it. We were talking about inflation um, before you came on, and inflation leading to pitchforks. <laughs> what do you think about that, Doc? Well, it's already there, man. People are blaming everybody, but they're not really looking into it. But everybody's to blame. They're coming. Let's go, Brandon. You know, I mean, I did that. That's pitchforks, isn't it? Mm. Well, that's that's partially that. But that's a very uh, light end of that spectrum. Well, but social we, social media is now a weapon, a weapon that can be used to harm well, the life of others in major ways, like a damn pitchfork. Well, no, I, I agree. Say, I wor say words by nature are not violence however you can be violent with your words oh definitely um that's no yeah. doubt there but but i mean as far as people ask how far you think we are from people hitting the street and want to tear some things up yeah like actually going out there and physically freaking well they don't they don't need to right now they're still riding high off the last couple of years and uh they shouldn't have to start looting again for another couple i mean they all got plenty of tvs now don't they man sure. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we were talking about with the reels i mean the california people... you're hungry just walk into the grocery store fill up a bag walk out i mean there's there, no food shortage there Shoot, you're gonna get tackled and no, you won't. No, you won't. Not in California. Yeah, the no, state seen... won't even prosecute it if it's only a few hundred bucks. They won't even prosecute. And the cops probably won't even come out to um to even record something. You know, you talking about some shopping? You know, cops are only gonna come if somebody gets hurt or there's danger to life. Yeah. So, I mean, it's even going to be hard for them to report it as far as the... Uh, you, you get in more trouble robbing someone with a gun or a knife or a threat than you do just keeping your mouth shut, stuffing your backpack full of stuff, and walking out. Yeah. And if well, they that, try to touch you, and, that's assault and unlawful detainment. Well, well, they, well that, kind of, that kind of thing will get you killed here in Texas. Okay. Possibly. No, uh... Uh, my roommate, she works at CVS, and they walk in there and do that shit to her all the time. And there's really nothing she can do about it. And if she calls the cops, they're like, was it more than $1,000? Nope. Well, nothing we can do. They might come and take a description, but you know all what happens all that, you know. Unidentified dark-skinned person steals something from CVS. Let's put this generic description out for everyone to see so we can... You know, yeah. maybe stop five or six of them in the area. Yeah, and rev up the uh, the the divide. She was, she was saying someone just just tonight came in and did it. Mm. Wow. Um, I think like they were buying shit. They put their food stamp card in, and it went through, and they walked out the door. And I thought, oh, they didn't get their receipt. Nope, they didn't pay for like body wash and shit like that. 
Okay, so she said the way they did it tonight was they got uh, mixed items and stuff, put the food stamp card in to pay for it, and it only pays for certain food items and stuff like that. So they went to get the receipt and everything, and they had just threw, threw everything in the bag and walked out already. So they didn't pay for like the soap, the body wash, anything, anything other than the food, which was all the food stamps paid for. And here's the thing. I have to void it so it reverses the transaction. So oh, so they got it all. She said she has to she said she had to void the whole the the so, items which so reverse the whole transaction. So it kicks so out even the food stuff. It, so it, it, so it, the money's gonna go right back on their food it's stamp. It's gonna card. go right back on their food stamp card. And um wow. the inter- the internet has been this thing where they're talking about self-check because they're you know the jokes about the eggs and stuff. And there's jokes about people going through self-check and just, you know, you know, not swiping half of their items. And oh, they, they've been physically actually doing that for the last few years. They were doing that before the pandemic. I keep getting told by people, you're, you're dumb if you're not stealing stuff every now and then. They, they write it into it. It's okay. They know it's coming. I'm like, they may know it's coming. They may write it in, but that doesn't make me uh, less of an ass for maybe, doing yeah, it. Yeah, I would say maybe they do, but I'm going to tell you, like my luck. Yeah, my luck. I would be the one that they'll, they'll catch and try to take down. And that's how I think about it. I, I, and I, plus, I have integrity. I just don't feel comfortable doing that kinds of stuff. Damn, cop tackled me outside on my way out the door or something. I'd be totally worried. I'm probably going to be looking all nervous and shit, and they're going to fucking <laughs> just know I'm up to no good. Oh, man, it's if I'm going to steal something from them, I'm going to stick it in my pocket, man. I'm not going to play. I'm not going to play fucking sleight of hands at the register. And then two days later, it's probably the same person. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy times we live in. I wanted to cover this article that you sent to me the other day, Doc. Houston Chronicle. Um, it says the head of the embattled Harris County Jail has resigned from his post as the lockup continues to struggle with inmate deaths, staffing woes, and overcrowding. Yeah, I heard somewhere a recent uh, interview said it hit 45 people in the last couple of years. What what hit 45 people? Number of deaths in Harris County Jail. Oh, yeah. I did a whole, we did a whole segment we were, on we were, Remember, we were talking 25, 30 just a week or so ago. Yeah, I think it was like 27. Now, they may be two years talking about or may have gone back through the pandemic. But there was a 45 number. I think it's been 45 while this guy was in charge. Or why a certain person was in charge of some aspect of it. So, yeah. Well, let me read this. still too fucking many. Way too many. Let me read this. It says, in a letter submitted Monday to Sheriff Ed Gonzalez, Shannon Herklutz, assistant chief for detentions, expressed his gratitude for the opportunity to lead the jail but said the confluence of issues at the lockup combined with a new direction the sheriff's office leadership compelled him to give up the job. He cited the COVID-19 pandemic, staffing deficiencies, court backlogs, overcrowding, and the transition of jail medical services from the sheriff's office to Harris Health among the many challenges he faced. What, what, what What I'm hearing when you're reading that is 
these motherfuckers are about to make me the scapegoat when I've been telling them this is the problem the whole time. Fuck this. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. So they were going to get him. And now they're going to make him scapegoat. Now that he's gone, he can't defend himself is the worst part of this all. Well, it don't matter no more because then they're going to put somebody else in there. They're going to have to place the blame on that person. Well, no. Now they've got a scapegoat. Now now everything gets better, just a little bit better. After he's and gone. This person, and, and this person is like, you know, see, I changed. It was just this guy. Yeah, it was that guy. He was, you know, he was the he was the bad apple. And I'm sorry, with that list of, oh, ouch. That list of stuff that he said up there is all, you, he's not going to say that in a public statement if he hadn't said it to them already. Yeah. I'm sure he sent some letters. Let me read some more. It says, while I pushed myself to new limits, the results were not always what I we expected. I have no regrets, and there is very little that I would change, her quotes told Gonzalez in his letter. However, I feel that you and Chief Deputy Mike Lee want to move in a new direction, and I do not feel as if I have a place in that vision. I respect your decisions. So wait, he's, that sounds like he's kind of defending what the hell happened. Like he said, moving in a direction, new direction, a new direction where people not dying and they're not having okay. uh, staffing shortages. Like I said, it, it looks to me like, you know, they're moving in a do, new direction, which won't be toward me, means he's been told you need to resign or we're going to fire or we're going to fry you. But it also looks to me like you know, he was trying to say the earlier part of the statement was he was saying, Hey, you know, yeah, I've made some decisions. Not all of them have been the best decisions, but I don't regret what I've done. And these different reasons are the reasons why this is going on. And we can't, and we're having problems addressing this. Reasons. <laughs> so him bailing out now is either running before he gets steamrolled or he hears the steamroller starting up and he's getting out of the way. Yeah. It, it makes me think of uh, that movie burn after reading. And it was a line in that movie where the guy was like, yeah, in this town, most people who quit were fired. <laughs> what do you say? Whether, whether he knows it's coming or whether he sees it's coming. Yeah. The rollers on the way downhill. You either stand there and go, "Oh fuck," or you you bail. Yeah, and maybe you get a chance to keep like your I don't know pension or some kind of benefits or something. See, I'm, well, that, I'm a dude but, but that normally ends that... up sitting there. Oh fuck, just watching it come because well shit. Well, see, but that's that's the thing that uh, they will allow them to um, pretty much get fired by themselves like they you know they can fire themselves so that they can be able to quit uh you know get benefits that they've attained or whatever over time retire whatever they plan on doing but if they get actually get fired they lose everything so yeah yeah let me read some more it says her clothes who arrived to leave the jail two years ago have recently been demoted and forced to take a salary cut According to information provided by the sheriff's office, he is one of four high-ranking employees who have been reassigned, departed, or given notice since the department underwent a structural overhaul in the wake of 
Chief Deputy Edison's Tokoki's retirement in October, said Jason Spencer, the Sheriff Chief of Staff. Eight other employees have been promoted to command positions in the same time frame. Um, it says, Spencer said the department's restructuring involved a change in title for her quotes from chief of detentions to assistant chief for detentions command and correspondence reduction in pay, corresponding reduction in pay. It also meant that her quotes no longer answered directly to Sheriff Gonzalez, but instead reported to Chief Deputy Mike Lee. Yep. Let me read some more. Herklerts did not respond to multiple requests for comment on Wednesday. Herklerts joined the department in 2021 after more than 20 years with the Texas Commission on Jail Standards, where he most recently served as deputy director. He was immediately confronted with the Herculean task of reversing the jail's downward trend as the lockup struggle with low staffing, inmate suicides, and overcrowding due to Hurricane Harvey and COVID-19 along with allegations of abuse and unsafe conditions. So I hate how they keep saying, how long ago was fucking Harvey? And then they're saying COVID-19, like, um, um, those jails have been overcrowded as long. I've lived in Harris County my whole life. And, 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 and it's, um, it's always been one of the most busy, uh, jails in the nation, like top three or top five or some shit. You know, like they're talking about COVID nineteen, uh, Hurricane Harvey. So that's the Harvey reason why. Harvey was uh, twenty seventeen, um, um, August, late uh, mid August, early September, right through there. Yes. Seventeen, so, eighteen. Okay. Yeah. I'm, ca I'm calling bullshit on COVID nineteen or Hurricane Harvey being a reason why the damn uh, jails are overcrowded. You know they got to talk like you know Actually, they got to crowding, like crowding would have dropped during COVID. Yes. Come on, I'm, I'm screaming. Well, no, maybe not because they couldn't no. process people. Yeah, no, it went it went up. It was going up all over the country um, during um, the pandemic because you know people the crime was still. You know, you got to think about it. I mean, there's still people who didn't work before just because everybody else is at home shoot that gives them more opportunity to go and you know I guess well, they, do some forms of crime. They've railroaded herds of people into them jails for all kinds of random reasons and then they have yeah. less locations they all go through the fucking one like one of two locations. But that part's not new that's always been the case that's what I'm saying. As long as I've been alive. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, politically, they used some of these more current, uh, you know, as an events excuse. to try to blame. Yeah, to, to as a reason, but I don't know. It, we, we know better. We know better. Let me read some more. It says conditions at the jail only worsened, however, with inmates' death climbing to 20 in 2021, <laughs> according to the Justice. <laughs> initiative and 27 in 2022 the most since at least 2005 two people have died in the jail's custody in the new year one of whom was being held on a hundred dollar misdemeanor bond and had reportedly been involved in a physical altercation with guards so this dude was on a hundred dollar misdemeanor bond fucking died 
Well, bro, but that's see, and and people don't realize the, the, those are the people who loses. Like you put me in jail behind a hundred dollars. Like you, like you putting me in in this building and small cells with criminals of all sorts, and my my crime is a hundred dollars. So your crime is being poor because, you know, me and you, we're gonna pay that hundred dollars and get the hell the <sighs> fuck up out of there. What I'm gonna look if I don't have it, I'm gonna I'm gonna have it in a short period of time. Like I'm I'm not sitting in there. They talking about hundred dollars. Where, where do I need to pay? Where God, yeah. where the, <laughs> let's like, let's start look, this process right now. Look, I go fund me a hundred dollars in an hour's time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I look, I call a couple of I look. Well, I probably only had to call one person, but still. But, um, but but that just shows, you know, that it's like they don't really care. The people, if you're poor, they don't care about your life, but, even if you die. Well, see, but see, but that's something. See, that's some of the pains that people don't really hear about day to day because you know people get into a frenzy about you know okay when you know the cops are uh, you know have harassed somebody and they kill them uh, or something like that, but. What about the times when they get harassed and they just, well, they, I say just, but they get beat up or, you know, they end up in jail behind such a, like, we're talking about multi, multi, oh, like a super, super uh, misdemeanor. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is something that's, like, not even worthy of their time. Like, so the money. The, yeah. So screw them. Beat them to death, whatever the hell. If they die, they, what is what is the meme? If he dies, he dies. <laughs> I'm, that, I'm laughing at that, this, but that, it's not funny. But that's, you know. that sounds that sounds like some. Uh, I just sent you some, the jail population history for Harris County. Goes back to two twenty three twelve. I'm sure those numbers are high as hell. I might look at it. Let me read oh, some wow. more of this. It says in December twenty twenty one, a sixty year old guard was raped by a 27-year-old inmate, according to a news release from the sheriff's office. The sheriff was later reprimanded by the state's jail oversight agency last fall for keeping 64 defendants in the booking area beyond the 48-hour mandated limit following their arrest. Herklitz highlighted some of the daily challenges guards face while offering a glimpse of his perspective on the thousands of inmates in a county facility the majority of whom are awaiting trial. So, like again, these people aren't even guilty, like haven't even been found guilty of anything. But then it said he got in trouble because the guard got raped by a 27-year-old inmate. So I guess they're saying because of the staffing issues and the overcrowding, is that's the reason why they weren't able to prevent, you know, uh a, a freaking uh inmate raping the guard. How the hell does that even happen? Gosh. Dude, that's one of those things we can ask, but I'll tell you, you need a prison guard to answer that. We can we can talk shit, and we shouldn't, because there's all kinds of different things that can go wrong at any fucking moment in there. Shit. And that's the thing we've got to look at, too, you know. All I know and, is I would not want that job for shit. No. I mean, you'd have to be Actually, a prison guard, a full Supermax prison job, prison guard job, is safer than working in the jail. Oh shit! I didn't know that. 
I would think it would be the other way around. No, because when you're in Supermax and stuff like that, you got more guards per inmate. You don't have one guard per 50 inmates. You don't have three or four guards in between two cells with no separation between violent and nonviolent people and stuff like that. The controls are better. There's more two, three levels of passageway instead of one buzzer door. It's one buzzer door, another buzzer door kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah, I get Just, that. It, it, it's safer. The protocols are better. There's more people. There's more guards per inmate ratio. And seriously, prison guards are better trained than cops in the jails. Yeah, because they don't be knowing what the hell they're doing. I, you know. Well, anyways. what 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 kind what kind of uh, now? I don't know if all the guards in Harris County Jail are cops. I always thought that they were all police officers first or at one time, which makes me wonder who they pissed off to be stuck in guarding a prison. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. Shitty, that's because, a shitty freaking job. Because Deuce, Deuce, you know, Deuce used to be a prison guard. And I know he was never a cop. But that's a prison guard. That's not Harris County Jail. Okay. The jail. Remember, jail and prison are different. Jail is jail where you go before you're convicted. Prison is where you go once you're guilty. That's Either why way. we're so pissed off about this. Is because people that are not yet found guilty are dying before they ever get their day in court. Yeah. That's why this is such a heinous problem. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and, and, and I don't know how much they I, they would have to pay me to do that job. I mean, I'd have to be getting paid a whole lot of money to be up in there in the kind of conditions. Lots of money. I think these guys get what? 40, I don't think, I don't think... 40 to 60 plus some actually really good benefits? I don't that's, care how much they pay. That's not I'm enough. Not <laughs> That's not enough. That's not enough for me to be up in I'll, there to possibly uh, get raped you know, by a I, fucking inmate. I, I actually think most cops should be getting a hundred grand a year. Well, and these cops. You say, and before you say anything weird on that, there's going to be a whole lot more training and licensing on stuff like that, and that is going to stop some of these cops from going bad. Well, I, I've seen the the amount that a lot of these cops are getting paid huge amounts of money. No, um, they're getting paid their their fees there, and then they're getting overtime where they're working twenty thirty dollars twenty thirty dollars an hour in on overtime, but not for the cops. They're working as security guards in this, which means by the time they go back to their job, they are so exhausted, tired, and pissed off, mm-hmm. haven't got no sleep. That that is then transferred to the people that they deal with on a daily basis. Yeah, I had some cop like friends that I had. And I'm not saying this is bad cop, bad cop, bad cop either. I'm saying this bad us for making them have to do all that extra work to feel like they need to make a living. They should never have to question whether they make a living. They should never sit there and go, you know, hey, you want to give me twenty? You know, you want to give me a couple grand? I can put that in my pocket and look the other way. But that should be across the board, though. I mean, yes. I mean, we're all human beings, regardless of what job you have. You should be able to make enough money to 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 be to yourself. live. Yeah. And first year teachers should never never start at less than thirty six to forty thousand a year. That's and I not say enough. First year. 
That's still not enough. Let me, especially we, we're talking about inflation. What three thousand, three thousand dollars, three or four thousand dollars a month is not enough. After they buy their eggs, they gonna, <laughs> after they buy them eggs, they're gonna be broke. Hey, <laughs> eggs are the new uh, scrambled eggs are the new avocado toast. Yeah, a sign be, of wealth. Instead of give me extra guac, it's gonna be toss an egg on that. Yeah. Ooh. Let me, <laughs> I'm balling today. Put two more eggs on that. Yeah. Let me read some Drop more. That this. fried egg on that whopper for me. Let me read some more of this. It says Herklux highlighted some of the daily challenges guards face while offering a glimpse of his perspective on the thousands of inmates in the county facility, the majority of whom are awaiting trial. While workers in the jails is not a glamorous or flashy job, it is notable, it is a notable profession. And one that needs to be recognized as such. These people walk among some of the most violent and evil people on this earth, yet they continue to toe the line under less than ideal circumstances on a daily basis, Herklux wrote in the resignation letter. Another concern for Herklux was the overcrowding has grown so bad that the jail has been forced to outsource inmates to facilities in West Texas and Louisiana. Herklux sounded exasperated last summer when the sheriff proposed sending inmates to West Texas. So, but then this points to the system overall. They want, they're so greedy, they're making so much money with these prisons. That's the reason why they uh processing all of these people because they're making lots of money and then having less staff. This is happening across the board in all industries. More money for the shareholders, more stock buybacks. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm going to message my... Uh ex my boy's mom she's on right now she worked at the prison up in texarkana for a little short time uh see she wants to get on and talk about working there and this one says investigations after fire deaths texas prisons ask for safety funding fire deaths what are they talking about with that like actual fires in the prison like how does that happen the, the inmates are setting shit on fire and it's killing the... Uh, sometimes they'll set each other on fire. God. Yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen that on TV, so that's why I'm kind of hesitant to uh, to talk about it because I don't really know specifically, but yeah, um, that's like one of those ways they'll get you trapped in, the, in your cell and squirt something on you, throw the... Uh, match or whatever it is and man i'm so happy i don't know shit about this shit right here oh my god that sounds terrible so fire deaths that's a that's a common thing that happens oh my god let me read some more it says i just don't have any available beds to put inmates that are coming in so the rate they're coming in is exceeding the rate they're going out i i'm just out of room he told the Houston Chronicle in July. Spencer said many issues facing the jail were beyond Herklick's control and noted that detention centers around the country are struggling with similar problems. It would be an oversimplification to say it's one person or one agency's job to fix, Spencer said. All these different entities, various law enforcement agencies and prosecutors, health care providers, judges, and sheriff office are all cogs in the criminal justice system. And when that system creates a backlog where we have more people coming in than leaving, you have a crowded situation like we have. 
the jail population has surpassed its 10,000 per person limit on Wednesday, according to county data. We know it's a priority for all the people and there's progress being made, but it doesn't change the fact that it's a serious situation, Spencer said. Spencer said the replacement of Herklutz had not immediately been identified, but that the department has engaged in preliminary com conversations about a search and the qualifications the sheriff will look for in the next detention's chief. Herklutz's last day with the department is January 20th. Yeah, I think what you were saying, Doc, I mean, Pat, is the thing, using this guy as a scapegoat. And not to say that he's probably like, well, I don't know if, you know, it's a good guy or whatever, but they yeah. definitely, definitely using this guy as a scapegoat. Well, he may see, not have they, done they, the, the best job, but it looks like he tried. Well, the, the, the thing like about it is, yeah, the, the thing about that is, is that we're, we're talking about systematic issues. You can't blame any of that on one person and because regardless of you know laws and you know structures that's uh in place i mean there has to be other you know people who are actually following those systems or breaking those systems you know what i'm saying so, and we have to talk about politics with this too because the sheriff is elected here in texas the, the sheriff is elected he's a politician and he's the boss of this so how much blame can we put on this guy? You know, um, if anybody could fix it or make some improvements, it, it, I, I would go to the, the head man in charge. Stop, stop putting, stop overcrowding the prison. I don't have my video. And, 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 and then they're talking about the bail reform and all of this. So you have a lot of push on the bail reform talking about these people are just getting out of, you know, what are they saying? These people are getting out of jail and going committing more murders by pay, posting bail. So then these people should just stay in prison till they get, you know, uh, go to trial. So then that's again uh, pushing on this thing where it's, I bet you that has an impact on the amount of people that's in there, the overcrowding. I'm sure it does. Like they need to change the way they do it. And they need to be able to sort out people like violent criminals and ones that aren't. If this person is in there for some damn tickets or whatever, hurry up and get them the hell out of there and they let them come back to their damn court date. You know, if they did something violent, like rape, murder, you know, armed robbery or something, they shouldn't be in the same facility or whatever. The, the, the people who, who, you know. The well, then we got to afford to build a new one. Or, or just don't lock them up like that. Process them in a different way. Once they got their ticket, give them a ticket and let them come to court. Well, the thing about it is there's certain things. Well, certain, they're not in there for tickets. Should... They're in there for not going to court for the tickets. Yeah. Well, so, but uh, they've been, those people have been, uh, you know, I guess considered guilty in their is it? But they're stuck in jail, not prison, because that's that's the that's the, I guess the biggest issue I'm having with it is that, all right, they're holding people in jail for, you know, like they're doing like time in in jail for these misdemeanor crimes. Yeah, 
And that's what Doc was saying earlier in the other show. Like the, the dude ended up, they, and this happens a lot. They end up getting time served by the time they get to the judge. Because I've already been sitting in there for God knows how long. Getting and, triple and, time, I think, when you're in jail, just in jail. Or at least time and a half. And and, uh, and it's like double. And if you're you get triple time, I think if you can like sweep floors for them. Yeah, if you do the trustee thing. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, you get the, you get lots of time just knocked off if you stay in jail. You get out of jail faster than you would get out of prison. Uh-huh. So yeah, so but you know that's that's a that's that system is flawed. It needs to be adjusted. And then, you know, this is not what we're talking about. We're talking about bail reform in the news or in the politics is all I hear about. They're not talking about the overcrowding prisons and how many people know. They're talking about bail reform. So when they talk about bail reform, then that means more people are in there. They're even more. Even more yeah. overcrowded. For real. Curtis. What's up, bro? What's up, What's up man? How you feeling, mm-hmm. man? Good. I just got off from work. Oh, that's good, man. That's good news. Yeah, I wish I could say I had a beer. No, I literally just got off of work. I'm tired. That's, that, you sound good, man, and that's good. I mean, being sometimes work can keep you out of trouble, man. Well, especially where I'm working right now. <laughs> good. It's not. It's, it's you're not total. working in the prison system, are you? <laughs> no, that's funny. Yeah, you that's don't have to worry about right there. You don't have to worry about getting raped at your job, right? Oh no, wow. no, it's not a strip club. No, <laughs> no, it's pretty safe. It's pretty safe, and I, and I don't pay tips here. That's good, man. That's always nice. Yeah, but. Man, I, I ain't I, I ain't figured that out until late. And I was like, wait a minute, no tips here at all. So all all the money I make is mine. Cool. Yeah, we're, but I still we're, got I, I still got to wait on. We're we're two percent if we've got either a busboy or a uh, host. We got three percent if we have both, and that's it. I, I can live I, I with tip that. Out, I tip yeah. out five percent. Drink that much. I tip out five percent, and then I tip out on top of that because we have to pay uh, three to four dollars a shift um, for the silverware, and it's not an option. You, 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 they don't give you an option to roll your silverware. You have to pay the pay the money. Yep, none of that. I ain't even have to roll silverware. That's illegal. Well, I work at a mom and pop, so they do whatever the <laughs> hell they want. Yeah, they can. Once I figured that out at the closing tonight, I figured it out. I was like, oh, and I get to keep my cash and don't have to do all that work. Like, damn, but where I am, dude, it's, it's, there's like, it was hard for me to get an Uber on the way home. Oh, you know, uh, Chaka worked for Vito and them. I, 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 know, I know where he is. Yeah, it's it's probably the mafia. I ain't gonna lie. I need to be careful. <laughs> I make really good money there. I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I, hear uh, you. Man, I can't remember where it was, but there was a place that the mafia opened up a pizza parlor, and they ended up doing so good with the pizza that 
they went legit with it and stopped doing the crime before they got caught. Well, that's the uh, that's the that's, that's the, the plan. Way. Yeah, that's yeah. the plan. You know, you know, try, I mean, try they to were get they legit. were just using it as a they were just using it as a front, but people liked the pizza and they did so well that they could afford to go legit with it. I'm like, that's, hell yeah, that that's a true American success story. That's what I was about to you say. <laughs> that's a success story right there. I mean, how many dudes out here on the streets like selling drugs or whatever would love to just switch over to legitimate and won't have to worry about the cops? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's just it. They don't understand, though. The street corner drug drug seller, if when if and when the stuff goes legal, is going to get put out of be the ones put out of business. Yeah, mm. uh, I, I watched a lot of people. A few people that need it, but nowhere near the amount of people going to be need, picking it up off the street once it's legal. Yeah. Let's cover this story right here. You sent me the other day. McCarthy says Santos will remain in office. As New York Republicans call for his ouster. You know, I saw a clip on this guy. There's a clip floating around the internet where he introduced himself with a whole different name. And it wasn't even that long ago, it was a few years ago. Um, and he was on a panel or something. And um, he introduced himself with a whole different name. There, there was this- one where his resume is actually from a guy that was his boss. No, he, pr- he printed it out offline. You heard me? What'd you say? He just picked a good one offline, uh, uh, online, and um, and started spreading it around. And he's like, "Oh, I should have changed the name." <laughs> so we, we don't know this guy's name. We don't know his. Come on, his man! That's cheating one on one. You should have known that in high school. We don't know where he's from, and all of this Let stuff. Him but, but Let him be a politician. Let him be a politician. But that's that. But that's he's how so badly uh, he'll never is. be able to commit crime. So so so, but technically he's doing the politician thing to the to the T. Like he's he's yes, he's perfect, right? Uh, yes. You know, well, let, they say see. all politicians let, lie. Let's see. Let's. Well, we got to see if if he fails upwards, then we know he's a true politician. It looks like he's failing up already. Like, he got elected, and he's not getting yeah, out of there. They keep like, asking like, him, is he going to resign? He's like, nah, I'm off that. Well, here, here's <laughs> that fire thing. Like like Bernie, like Bernie failed upwards. It's like, uh, nah, we don't, we're going to take Hillary as president. We're not going to let, we, don't, we really don't want you, even though you've got the better numbers. Here, have a house. And, and, and look at Biden. Biden failed upward. You know? Freaking. Look at Beto. Literally. Uh, uh, what's oh, the other man. guy? Uh, 44 has been caught a hot mic saying um, if you can, if anyone's going to fuck something up, you can trust Joe to do it. Uh, uh, look, at, look at Buddha Judge. Buddha Judge fell upward. He was like a mayor of some small in the middle of nowhere ass town. Now this dude is yeah, but he's like a position? gay guy, right? A gay Republican or something, or no, he's a Democrat. But what is his position? He's like the secretary of something. He got a big seat, uh, desk well, in a, the Biden Biden he's a, administration. He's a Democrat. All the Democrats fell up, fail upwards really quick. That dude, Look he was a Beto, nobody. Man. 
Well, Beto keeps losing. He, he, he don't have no. Yeah, position. but every time he loses, he gets paid and comes back stronger. Yeah, he, bro, he definitely bro. get paid. Bro, we we, we told him no. We don't want you as a representative. No, we don't want you he, as a senator. He, he, no, he we don't want you loser. as a governor. Yeah, he gets paid to be a loser, bro. Like, and I say, he gets that's what big I say about money from California. And that's what I say about most of the Democrats. They get failed to they they get paid to lose. I'm getting tired of these dem Democrat states trying to spend all What's, their money here to try to the, turn Texas red or blue. Uh, yeah, turn, yeah, trying to turn it blue. It's like, like keep you keep your money out of our politics, and we'll try to keep ours out of yours. Look, a hundred million dollars to Beto, and then what's the uh, the girl in um in Georgia, the Democrat? Uh, oh, what's her name? She's a real flop. Um, I can't think of her name, but she she ran for governor in um in Georgia at the same time as Beto running, and they're both getting like a hundred million dollars to run a campaign that has failed multiple times. Hmm. Like this is like I don't think this is like by accident. These are people who, are, you know, because they they got she she did have a high turnout of uh, of voters for other Stacy Abrams Abrams yes Stacy Abrams she can get a, a bunch of people together to vote for other people but she can't get nobody to vote for her at least to win she gets votes but she's never can push them over the top to win. The same thing for Beto. I mean, he'll start some mess somewhere. And, and, to, you, and you know the way the law works, they get to keep all of that money from the campaign contributions. Oh, oh, jokes, Megan Hall. Well, I think they gotta use spend it a certain kind of way. Like I think they can have they can, you know, make salaries and this, that, and the other for people on staff that's you know, on the campaign. But but the if they lose time, the election, they get to keep all that money. They don't have to give it back or nothing. They, if they didn't spend it all, they get to keep it. Well I tell you what, they they win in big time. Like shoot, let me let, let me look, let me go run. Shit. If I can get a hundred million to play around with for the next two years to pretend like i care and just get all your campaign donations and don't even want to win because uh that's what i think some of them like i think uh trump the first time but, but, but you got to be established you got to be a part of the establishment to get away with that kind of stuff you can't i don't think trump somebody... was really planning on winning like i don't think so it just kept on going and he was he looked up and he was president no, I no, I I think no, honestly, because he talked about it since the the nineties, uh, in the eighties, late eighties, early nineties, about potentially running for president. So I think he was serious about running. Is just that because I mean, once that uh, because I could see where he was so pissed off when they made those jokes uh, when Obama made those jokes. They, they they invited him to the um. I forget what it is where they, they just kind of make all kind of different little jokes. Um, what is it called, Doc? I know you know. Uh, oh, it's it's some it's some event that they have uh, at the White House or somewhere that a bunch of people come through, famous people, you know, other famous, all different walks of uh, you know the elites. But 
he sits there and he's kind of making jokes about himself and this and that and whatever. But they went in on Donald Trump that that year. Yeah, it's and, the roast that they do, and it's a um, it's a it's a it's a fundraising event. Is what it yes. is. It's a fun. I, that's I. I couldn't remember what it's called, but yes, it is a fundraiser. They yeah, the, know, the Hollywood roast. They got really popular for the, a few years. Well, it's not a hot. This is what happens in D.C. It's not a Hollywood. This is the president. That's uh, yeah. just fun fundraisers. Yeah, yeah, the 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 big dinners that cost like eighty thousand dollars a plate. Right, something like that, and yes. you get some like boiled chicken and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, boiled chicken with, with a boiled egg on the side. But yeah, but that when um the last piece of reddish for color, the last before Obama left office. No, it was no the first his first term. In his first term, he did that because you remember it was a bunch of stuff that Trump was saying about Obama. So they he purposely invited him there and then just roasted him right there in front of everybody and. I think that's when he was like, yep, I'm running and I'm going to um, kick every ass in the way to get there. Well, let me read some of this article. This is NPR. Um, the title is McCarthy says Santos will remain in office as New York Republicans call for his ouster. Uh, updated January 12, 2023. Brian Mann. It says... House Speaker Kevin McCarthy said Thursday that Representative George Santos is a member in the good standing of the Republican conference, despite a growing scandal linked to widespread deceptions. The voters have elected George Santos, McCarthy said in a news conference. He is seated. After calls for GOP leaders in New York that Santos stepped down, McCarthy acknowledged Santos has a long way to go to build trust. I don't see any way that he's going to have top secret information, McCarthy said, referring to Santos' committee assignments. Acknowledging widespread concern about Santos' deception before the November election, McCarthy said an ethics panel will review his behavior. So an ethics panel is going to review his behavior, but he still gets to get committee assignments? Sounds like he's getting rewarded to me. Let me read some more. Acknowledging widespread concern about Santos' deceptions before the November election, McCarthy said an ethics panel will review his behavior. I said that. He will go before the House Ethics Committee. If anything is found to be wrong, he will be held accountable exactly as anybody else in the body would be, McCarthy said. So held accountable in what way? So he'll be taken off of those committee assignments that they've already said they're going to put him on? And what? They can't kick him out of there. Let me read them more. It says, previously, McCarthy suggested voters should be the ones to hold Santos accountable in 2024 if Santos seeks re-election. And that's what they're going to keep saying. And it's like, like I said before, the voters are going to forget about this in two years. He's going to have that R next to his name. So it's like, what? The Republicans are going to vote for the Democrat because because he's the incumbent. So he's going to automatically get, you know, the nomination so it would take it would take the Republicans voting for the Democrat to for him to lose. That's not going to happen in a billion years. Let me read some more. Local Republican leaders from Long Island, meanwhile, condemned Santos, Republican New York, Wednesday, as a pathological liar and demanded he give up his House seat he won in November. Santos, a political newcomer lied about much of his personal and professional biography, making false claims about his Jewish heritage and 
and inventing a story about his family escaping the Holocaust ahead of World War II. Now, the damn, the what is the ACL or whatever? Like, the Jewish people should be on his ass on this shit. It's like, bro, you said you were Jewish and that your people was in the Holocaust, and that's how, it, you know, like, they should be mad about it. Where's the Jewish people being mad about this? Let me read some more. It says, he's basically confessed he needs help. Bruce Blakeman, a Republican who serves as Nassau County's top administrator, said at an emotional news conference, he's not a normal person. He needs to stop deluding himself that he can continue in Congress. A New York representative, Anthony D. Esposito, Republican New York, appeared at the event via video link from Washington, D.C., and also called on Santos to step down. George Santos does not have the ability to serve here in the House of Representatives and should resign, D. Esposito said. Four Republican House members from New York called on Santos to step down, including Representative Nick Langworthy, who also serves as chair of the state GOP organization. Local GOP officials said they will refuse to work with Santos' office and will instead route any federal concerns through D. Esposito's office. Santos has acknowledged embellishing, uh, in quotation marks, his, his resume, but has said repeatedly his deceptions were not criminal in nature. It's, that sounds pretty damn criminal to me. I mean, I don't know what the charge would be, but I bet if me, if I did some shit like that, I would be all fucked up. Well, you see, you know, I uh, I'm, I must give some um, some credit to the uh, the right side because I mean, it's a, you could tell there's a lot of things that's been going on that they haven't been really happy about, and because of their uh, minority um, in the in the house. I believe, as well as the Senate, they just didn't bring up many bills. I mean, well, not bills, but they didn't bring up uh, many fights. Like right now, you see them going in. Like we got at least we have a good uh, chance to win some of this. We going, we going at some throats. Well, well, none of that can have any impact on Santos because it has to do with the voters and him getting elected. Now, maybe they could enact some kind of legislation now after the fact to say if somebody lied about who they are and all of this shit and got elected, that maybe that'll make their election null and void or something. I don't know what kind of legislation they could draw up to, to, to even deal with this. You know, and, and and even if they did, it would be after the after the fact that it wouldn't it wouldn't impact him at all. Well, I think it would have to be the people who actually hired him to actually. Uh, we hired him. The people. I got, I got I, a better I, idea. Exactly. Where are the reporters that didn't crack this story ahead of time? Boom! Dun, he's, dun, a dun. he's a Republican. Why weren't they up his friggin' nutsack with a with a microscope? Yeah. Well, and but he must be they, one of they, those that's uh that's not a fully uh he he might be working for the other side well, with well, the it, label. Well, well, it just shows the corruption of the media. What Doc is saying, because well, this could have came out in enough time that it would have affected him, you know, possibly even making it. But see, the Republicans wouldn't want it to come out beforehand you know. because they want they want that seat, and he's. He actually puts them up, right? They got 51, I think it is. He makes it 51. If he didn't make it and a D got in there, then they wouldn't even have the House 
a representative, and you wouldn't even have McCarthy as speaker right now. But at the same that's time, how important. I, but as it, it still depends on how he votes. I mean, he can have an R, but he can he can all his votes could go in a different direction than the the repubs, you know, the in the direction they needed to go. Well, if they so, thought that was the case, then they should have blocked his ass and make sure he didn't get in there. But like I say, all they care about is the D and the R so that they can have the power in the house. There's only, the one, there's only one way to handle that. him. He's going to have to be impeached for lying about his background, which that is reasonable grounds for impeachment, dishonesty of that nature to a political body. Well, and, and I think they're, just, they're trying to do it the nice way right now. That's, he won't be what... removed. He will still hold his seat. Being being impeached can one of the punishments is removal from office and can go as far as not being allowed to ever run for office again. I that's think that why that's... they keep trying to get Trump up there. That's but what they're trying to do to him is to, get to where he can never run so again. So he can't run again. But like I say, he would still hold his seat for the, no, for the next wouldn't. two years. No, if he's impeached and they say he's violated ethics, he's out now. Well, uh, Donald Trump was impeached. Uh, Bill Clinton was impeached. They but both neither one of them was, was removed. Well, but neither one was removed from office. Yeah, that, exactly. that, that is. A, yeah, that is. No, that is a result. You can remove them can. from office. Yes, they did. That's, that's vote a to remove them up from office. Exactly. That's that's the point. They basically that. voted to go. You're a bad boy. Yeah, and impeachment is just, is just indicting one them. An impeachment is just the indictment. And, and what is the mean... what is the um... See, then it goes then it goes up to Congress and Congress or Senate and Senate goes, okay, what do we do about it now? Well, they, they, I know Congress they wanted to remove not... Hill, uh, Bill Clinton, and they did not get him out of there. And because it Nixon... wasn't serious no. enough of a crime, N Nixon stepped down on his own. That's how he got out of there. Uh, I want to yeah, say he, he was, was impeached because too. he because he was going to get convicted. He was not only going to get convicted; he was going to get removed from office, and a good chance that they were not. He was not going to be able to be protected by the law that protects the president from actions that they do while in office. Uh, uh, do, if you can do a quick search and see how many people were impeached and actually removed from office, because right now I can't even think of one. Um. There's remember we actually did this on a show. Um, I, we were looking it up for that, and there there's not been a lot. I don't think there's been any no presidents, but there's been like some Supreme Court justices, um, some senators and congressmen that that actually um, were removed. I can't remember all of them. Most of them were a while back. Yes. Hmm. Let me read some more. It Federal. says. It says, asked by reporters in Washington, D.C., whether he would step down, Santos replied, quotation, I will not. It, Santos has said he intends to serve out a full two-year term in Congress. The head of the Nassau County Republican Committee, Joseph Cairo Jr., acknowledged the GOP's internal vetting process failed to catch Santos' deceptions. Shame on me for believing Shame on me for believing people, Cairo said during the news conference in response to questions from reporters. We trusted him. I take responsibility for that. So we 
will obviously adopt that vetting system. So this is interesting, this part right here, because we just said earlier that the Republicans could have been the one to 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 stop this if they would have actually did their due diligence yeah. and, 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 and did some kind of research on this guy to, to determine, because I'm sure it wouldn't have been hard to figure well, out that this guy was, was not who he said he is. Well, see, but the thing about that is, is that he fits a, a, a mold. A, a, a mold. They wanted that... the the, and then it, well, it, it, this was really critical. Like I say, uh, what do they have? They only have one. What is the uh, numbers? What is the numbers? I think okay, it's fifty-one so forty-nine. Quick, quick stuff on impeachment. The House has initiated impeachment proceedings more than sixty times, but less than one third have been led to full impeachments, and only eight. All federal judges were convicted and removed from office. Okay. But was it any Congress? That... Uh, President uh, Andrew Johnson, William, uh, Bill Clinton, and Donald Trump are the only presidents. Um, and no, no president impeached has ever been convicted by Congress. Yeah. So back to my point about the Republicans being able, by to stop, being able to stop this, they had an incentive to not do an investigation. It was a it was a pretentious uh, midterm election going on. And the, 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 the balance of power in the House was at stake. So they they they, they had an incentive to not but investigate is it still this not guy. at stake. Is it still not at stake? They got they got the majority in the house now. But it, I'm saying, but by them removing him, if they remove him, is that not putting themselves at stake? They have to kind of, you know, do they get to appoint somebody? Oh, that's not how it works. It would have to be a special election, okay. um, and and you know, so that would be risky because then in that case, okay. maybe maybe a you're Demo putting a known Democrat against an unknown a new Republican. So it will be risky. So they, 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 and, and then now with, and, and, and Doc, but, look this up right quick. What is the numbers? Is it, it's 5149, right? In the House of Representatives. Well, that's not the right number because it's like 219. You're, you're asking percentages. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the, the, the number of. When you're Republican, saying 5149. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of the Senate, I think. Or something. I don't know what I'm thinking of, but the number of uh, Republican uh, uh, House of Representatives uh, versus yeah, the number I'm of Democratic sure. is right on the edge. They they have the a, they 117th have a Congress currently has 213 Republicans, 216 Democrats. So what is that? Four is the difference. Three. 13 to 16. Three. Three. So boom, you lose this guy, and you only have two seats. You know, so yeah, that's that's risky. That's risky. They could lose the whole. Um, they could mess around and lose the majority. Well, and then uh, we'd have Jeffries but, but, but he, but as the but, House major well, majority leader. Well, they still have uh, McCarthy as the leader because so, of the number of you know because they have the majority. Yeah. Let me read some more. It says, Cairo said he is convinced Santos continues to lie to the public about his behavior. 
Cutting ties with Santos will be costly for Republicans. See, here it goes. Santos served as a key ally, helping McCarthy win a bitter and protracted leadership fight. Santos' vote could also be crucial for the GOP in the narrowly divided House going forward. If he were to leave office, it would trigger a special election in a battleground district. Santos currently faces probes by Nassau County's district attorney and by the U.S. Attorney's Office. Democratic lawmakers have also urged the House Ethics Committee to begin a separate investigation. But nothing's going to come of this. Oh, that's the end of the article. So nothing's going to come of this because of that right there, what they just said at the end. Yeah, I'm um, I'm curious to find, you know, you know why they, I mean, okay, they found out this information after the fact. What, you know, if it's really that big of a problem, why is it, like, I mean, or if it's going to cause that big of a problem, why would they even say anything? So because they, this is so, politics. So, so they, it's all about face. It's all about all, the perception of the people. Or wasting time. Distractions. Because the people got to be like, okay, you're Republicans. We're supposed to stand for conservative values. We're supposed to stand for truth and honesty or whatever the hell. So we're going to say, okay, well, this it came out that the guy lied. So then we have to say, we don't condone that behavior. Somebody has to say it anyways. Even though well, behind, behind the scenes, they're like, shit, we need that number. Well, so that I we think can have the majority. Going, and then the, knows, and then the voters and then the voters are looking at it the same way. The voters are like, bruh, we don't want the Democrats to have control over both chambers again for another two years until the next election goes on. And like what well, policies are the Democrats gonna hammer through as a result? So they don't care about the integrity related to this situation, truthfully. No. Well, no, well, and that's 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 my my point. My, I guess my final point on that because that's what it looks like more so is that they're tr- really addressing it, but knowing that they wouldn't be able to do anything about it, it's right. just, at least at least they it's just brought theater. It up. Yeah, but but not just that. It's it is theater. Definitely, it's always theater, but it's also all right. It's a I told you so position if they want to or at least you know yeah i said something i I did my part you know i you know i said something i pointed it out you know we're gonna we're gonna do an investigation and all of this but nothing's gonna happen he's gonna sit there for two years i guarantee you that and he'll probably win again next time but that's what's been going on for the longest. I mean, that's on both sides. I mean both sides play this game. Yeah. But because I mean the the you know, with the the proof that they were able to show the people on, you know, the, you know, when they what's the uh, the impeachment of Trump or whatever, like recently, like even back as far when they did it against uh, Clinton, it's like, bro, it wasn't nothing to really even be here for. But like I said, when you got all these things going on, you got to ask yourself, all right, so what were they hiding from us? What were they doing? Um, at the same time, this was going on because it's it's stuff that they definitely got to keep you from knowing because shoot, that's probably where some of the biggest uproar would be. Some of the stuff that they're doing in the background. So, let's do. I either want to do this comment one you sent me, or the 
The 563 passengers stranded on an Amtrak train. I haven't seen that. What's yes. So, well, let's do uh, the, they both sound interesting, but... Uh, let's do the Amtrak. Because right. um, we were talking about the planes yesterday. And, and that was happening while the planes were shut down. They also shut down that that, that rail. We were like, what do people, why do they want people not to travel in that area of the country? Yeah, so what is really happening? That's what we're talking about. Like, there's got to gotta be more, more going on. Was it going to California? Let, no, actually, the... it was the East Coast, South Carolina. Oh, wow. So it says 560, this is people, uh, 563 passengers stranded on Amtrak train for more than 20 hours in South Carolina. Travel plans for 563 passengers were upended by an unexpected stop in South Carolina after a CXX, CSX freight train hit a car and forced other trains to revert. Oh, well, it hit a car. I mean, that kind of thing does happen. Like, that doesn't sound conspiratorial to me right there. So Bro, every, by, time, every time I've ridden a train, we hit somebody. Yeah, so it says, by Valerie Nomi. Published January 11th, 2023, 11.22 p.m. Yeah, so before even reading this, that don't sound conspiratorial to me. That that kind of thing happens a lot. But let's read it. It's It says, more than 500 passengers on board Amtrak Auto Train just experienced the failure, the journey of a lifetime for all the wrong reasons. The train which left Lorton, Virginia at 5.30 p.m. on Monday on a nonstop schedule with 563 people and 333 vehicles. They had vehicles, too? was scheduled to arrive in Sanford, Florida at around 10 a.m. Tuesday, reporting the Washington Post. Unfortunately, it was diverted due to the derailment of the CXX freight train in South Carolina and then came to a halt in a wooded area near the city of Denmark and Bamberg County, where it remained for 20 hours. So it wasn't that... It wasn't the Amtrak train that had the accident. It was a CSX freight train that had an accident, and it was on the same track. So that's why they couldn't go nowhere until they cleared up. Until they cleared up. We keep reading. The possibility of it not exactly being an accident is still out there. Okay, let me read. It says, um, unfortunately, it was diverted. Did I read that part already? Due to the derailment of a CSX freight train in South Carolina, and then came to a halt. Yeah, I read that. Just before 11 p.m. Monday, a CSX freight train came in contact with an unoccupied vehicle on the tracks of Charles Street in Lake City, South Carolina, resulting in the derailment of 25 rail cars and two locomotives, which remain upright, CSX said in a statement. Okay, I kind of get what you're saying now, Doc, because it said it was an unoccupied vehicle, so somebody somebody could have just parked a car there on the track. Yeah. Let me read some more. It says, there were no injuries to the crew of the train and no hazardous materials involved. CSX crews are on site working to safely clear the tracks and restore the area. Yeah, I guess there goes the whole conspiracy, no conspiracy um, there. It says, Washington, D.C.'s ABC7 reported that passengers had to endure the long wait because the Amtrak crew was timed out and not legally able to run the train. So their only option was to sit tight until a certified backup crew arrived. Despite this, passengers began to take matters in their own hands by calling 911 from the train during the delay, reported ABC News, citing onboard footage 
in which a conductor can be heard asking people to stop calling the authorities. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because I'm just picking up on that part. So you're telling me the crew, like they, they were understaffed at some point of the trip. Like, because I mean, I've been on, you know, bus rides where, you know, you, you know, you get, you swapping a new driver or, you know, something like that. Maybe there was nobody to put your, your, your bags on the, on the whatever. No, but, that's not what they're saying. They said Antrap's crew was timed out. Because kind of like you as a truck driver, you know, you, you have your... DOT uh, regulations. Right. So stuff. they were over that limit, so they legally wouldn't be able to even move the train unless somebody else certified could come in, which they wouldn't be planning to do, so that wouldn't be a easy thing to do. But, but that's that's what I'm saying. But so were they planning on picking up new people on that next stop? Probably, was, you know, because something it, because like that. The, the problem I have with that is that it was supposed to be a straight through run. It was yeah, supposed they to be did say that. It was supposed to be a nonstop run, and if they're gonna pick up some, well, maybe they would have made it to that stop because of the nonstop run to no. get to the other drivers. You know. If it no. wasn't for them having to stop, you know, they would have known before they left Virginia if you know what position they were in, unless they just, you know, they oh, I forgot we were running out of hours. Most times that don't happen. They know just how many hours they got to run when they're running, and you're supposed to be keeping track of that. Like, it, well, that's like we were just we just had the whole rail uh, strike that happened, and one of the reasons why was because of um the the uh, a, a smaller amount of people um working the jobs and you know having them spread out way thin so that could explain that as far as like they already running like a skeleton to some, to some extent yeah i i mean i see how it can happen but at the same time yeah i mean it doesn't add up there's got to be some information we're missing yeah, so it, it's starting to sound kind of fishy now. Let me read some more. It says, for those of you that are calling the police, we are not holding you hostage. The Amtrak staffer can be heard over the loudspeaker. We're giving you all the information which we have. We are sorry about the inconvenience. Um, it says, ABC News reported the conductor could also be heard telling people not to open their windows to smoke on the train. According to ABC7, the Amtrak auto train is special in that it requires passengers to bring a car with them on the train. Many passengers book rooms with chairs that fold into beds while others book traditional seats. Outlet added. An Amtrak spokesperson told the outlet Wednesday that passengers were given regular updates plus meals, snack packs, and beverages, and that food from local businesses was provided during the trip. Despite this, ABC7 noted the train was stocked with a limited food supply for just 1.5 meals per passenger. Mm-hmm. Is that the end of it? Yeah, it seems like there's they're missed like that article ended fast too. So that's kind of like yeah. Yeah, we don't want to give too much information and you know, let's give them enough to kind of say that they were oh, given, you know, this information but it's it's some it's some shit missing there. There's something happened that it's, it's, it's something else there. B 
because the reason why we talked about this was because I was feeling like it was something else going on when they downed all the damn flights. Talking about uh, maybe it was a cyber attack or whatever the hell. The systems glitched. They all went down and all the flights just nobody could fly anywhere. And then the same thing at the same time, Doc was saying that you had this train that couldn't go nowhere. So it's like all y'all sit down and be still for right now. Like, mm-hmm. like it sounds like a a test, a test related to like the totalitarianism of you know controlling people moving around. Be prepared to be prepared to be controlled because that's our ultimate plan is to control you suckers. Because even though you have the rights right now to fight it, you keep on letting us do what we're doing. You're not going to have enough rights to, to fight for nothing. Yourself or nobody. Because it's going to become a police state. And I'm gonna, we're going to keep our foot on y'all next once we get to the point where we can legally do this to you. And the funny thing is, compared to the 80s, and 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 even some of the early 90s we're not as much of a police state as we were but now we're more of a social police state everybody watching each other and telling on each other you know or telling on themselves yeah i mean with the damn in, co- in in covid how many people were sitting there calling on their neighbors that they've been living down the street from for two years because they had five people come over and they called the cops on them for, you know, and stuff like that. Remember, you know, making sure the government knows helps you save lives. (laughs) Man, those people, like, I I don't don't think I can be friends with people like that. Like this. Well, I mean, obviously after you call the cops on me, I'm going to smack somebody at some point. Matter of fact, I guarantee you I'm walking my dog right past your lawn for the rest of the time we live there. What mean you did mm. what? I say, I guarantee you I'll be walking. I'll be walking my dog right past your lawn every day for the rest of the time I live there. <laughs> and just stop there until they drop a load right there on your sidewalk. I might even get drunk in the middle of the night and come over and pee on your lawn myself. <laughs> I'm sorry. Remember, I was raised a little bit Southern. A little bit? Yeah, well, we are from the South, too. Uh, you one of them Southern Baptists. You, you ain't one of them Second Baptists. You one of them First, first Baptists. Actually, I got I went to the Southern Baptist Church, or uh, first United Baptist first. The other uh, one, the, the 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 white people Baptist I Church. Thought, I thought the United. I thought the first United was uh, Methodist churches. No, the first Progressive Methodist Church or something like. That, I ended up going to that one. Is the one uh, is the one I ended up going to and actually started liking religion because. Both of the Baptists were all talking about how God was going to punish me, and they were talking, and the Methodists were telling me how God was loving me. And I'm like, I like you guys a lot better. <laughs> Plus, they didn't try to drown me, 
they just kind of did <laughs> oh, their damn. hands and all that. There was they they didn't hold me under till bubbles like the Southern Baptist did. That's see, that's why you still tainted, bro. But man, gotta, the Southern Baptist could sing. No, I, I hear say, you. it ain't no, dancing said, as long as you don't cross your legs, no, right? No, no, I said you're still tainted because because you only got splashed. You got oh, no, the Southern Baptist tried to drown it out of me. Uh, I, I actually saw Jesus when I got when I got baptized by them. <laughs> we, we 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 had a chat like that almost killed you. Oh, believe me, when I came up and tasted air again, I was like, "Oh God, yes!" And I was fighting for my goes, life when the I got Lord has, and, and they're like, "The Lord is He's seen the Lord." And I'm like, "Oh man, no! I'm just glad I can breathe again." Man, I was splashing everywhere because I'm like, well, oh, save me, Lord. Somebody let me up out of here. They did me so hard. I was like, yeah, this, this, he's filled with filth. We're going to, we gonna, we might double dip him. Say, we're going uh, we gonna to clean him down to the lungs. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, man. Eminem has a song where he says, no wonder they tried to hold me under longer. Uh, for, for real. Yeah, man. It's almost 3 a.m. Y'all got anything else? Uh, mm, yeah, this is the last day of the, the week, our, our weeks. Um, I sent you a couple of weird ones. Um, it was the present. It was the, the, the uh, I almost clicked on the one. Or the Earth-sized planet—that's interesting to me. But I probably read that on my own time. Well, you well, you know, I saw some stuff that uh, I'm curious about, but um, there's, you know, claiming not to be, you know, because I haven't really seen it on mainstream media. The only places I've seen it is, you know, TikTok or um, what is it, um, Telegram or something like that. But they're talking about the weather, like, um, you know some of the weather that they're experiencing on the west coast well i'm just to say in california um the flash floods the because i mean you know we've been seeing oh, yeah. some dry i some do dry have spills. something on that i have something on that um because uh uh they're getting hit with another weather system hold on do i have that here I mean, well, they're they're not. They're they're going through stuff that we just got. Would be we'd be outside drinking hurricanes, literally. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, but, that, but, 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 their, but 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 we're their but, infrastructure is not built for it. Right. It's, That's the. They're point. not ready Plus to they... suck. Their topsoil is not dust or swamp like ours is. They've got good actual dirt. Well, and not anymore just, because we, of the we, drought. We, well, that what's gonna? Well, that's the thing. It's all dried up and stuff. It's going to hit that. What's coming next over the next couple of weeks after all this happens? Mudslides. Yeah, and the trees are coming down like crazy because um, most of it's new growth. All these fires and stuff recently. All that new growth trees are not rooted in. They're just literally picking up and washing away. Yeah, the trees are that's the one of the biggest problem mudslides. And I had uh, a sinkhole opened up in one of their major ass freeways, and it's it's closed indefinitely. Well, man, that's been hap sinkholes. Look up sinkhole, uh, how many sinkholes have opened up in America recently? And you would be surprised. It's like, I don't know, man, the mole people are hollowing out the earth and about to attack. 
it's, it's, it's related to the drought and then all the water. And, and so they were, they was having serious drought for the last, I don't know how many years. And now they're getting this deluge of water. It's making the trees come down and it's causing all these sinkholes. But also, I mean, I think it's still somewhat mysterious to um, the one of the different parts of the world where oh, here it is. there's, uh, you know, rivers that are dry or like extremely low. That's one of the things that I'm wondering, like, uh, is that something? Because like I said, I mean, I've, I've heard different angles, potentialities and possibilities, and probabilities or whatever. So I'm... Don't know really what direction to look in, but because they're saying like some cosmic changes, the energies, you know, like we got to think about the moon, um, all the other planets, those energies that, you know, the the different alignments is allowing our Earth to push water one way and or take it from one way and overcrowd it somewhere else. So it's just. Well, the pole, the, the, the pole, the pole is shifting, like that. Uh, the poles shifting or whatever. So it's like a lot of different stuff that I'm hearing, but it's just overall. I mean, because the <laughs> cause, you know, we're we're looking at the effects, but what's what's causing it? Yeah. Well, California is really catching it because they already had the floods. You know, the, the the major rainstorm that they had after the drought causing. They said it was crazy- a cyclone. Crazy flood conditions, and now they're having an, a whole. Fed by what's called- there's a whole new weather system that's going to come through there. On top of that shit, they're already yeah. underwater. Yes, that's what I'm saying, bro. This is it's almost you like know, a cataclysmic. God, New Orleans has been pissing off. Shit. What's that? I was saying, whichever God New Orleans has been pissing off just got mad at California. It looks like yeah, Ca- California has, has not been uh, praying enough for something. Out to the well, barrage they're, they're of storms not, hammering California with gusty winds and torrential rains. 26 million people under a flood watch. Whiteout conditions on I-80 creating a traffic nightmare, causing cars to spin out multiple accidents. The California Highway Patrol shutting down part of that highway near the Nevada border. In Los Angeles, this massive sinkhole, take a look, swallowed two cars during heavy rains. And in the south, cleanup and recovery after a series of deadly tornadoes. Here's ABC's Faith Abubek. Tonight, California being pounded with another major storm, packing high winds and heavy rain, causing severe flooding. 26 million people across the state under a flood watch. Oh my God, get away! In Montecito, this video from the last round of storms, capturing a section of the road collapsing. A woman nearly falling over the edge. The area expecting more rain through Monday. In Los Angeles, the sinkhole swallowing up two vehicles, Whiteout conditions on I-80, causing multiple spinouts and accidents. California Highway Patrol closing the major highway. In Soda Springs, this car driving between walls of snow. The already battered area expecting another five feet of snow. Since late December, at least 19 people have died from a series of deadly storms walloping the state, fed by what's called an atmospheric river, carrying a significant amount of moisture from the Pacific Ocean. In Alabama, the frantic search for survivors still ongoing after those deadly tornadoes ripped through seven states, leaving at least nine dead. In Selma, a confirmed EF2 tornado struck the city with winds up to 130 miles per hour. 
This preschool torn to shreds. Amanda McLeod works at the daycare, describing the terrifying moment after the roof collapsed. The roof just fell, like tiles and the ceiling tiles, and you know everything just fell on top of us. Yes, she was really not that The usually low LA River is now raging behind me. In just the last two weeks, we've seen this rain significantly improve. Uh oh. Yeah, I'm freezing up. Is that the end of it? Oh, that's the end of it. Well, it's 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 kind of all, all kinds of all types of weather in just in just California. It's a, by itself. There's there's no flooding, cyclone uh, like uh, tornadoes. Like it's all kind of weather going on just over there, and then they're also talking about some stuff in the south. Uh, well, no, Ca Cal is California is one of the few states. Um, Uh, well, I was saying, um, California is one of the few states that you actually can go to desert and two hours later get sit on a snow lift and go skiing. Yeah. I mean, just a couple hours away. Uh, they got everything. They got desert. They got mountains. They got fucking earthquakes. They get tornadoes. They get, what do they call it? The, the, they get the seasonal fire. Great freshwater fishing. Oh yeah, it has the best. I've I've been there. I didn't get to go fishing, but I went to the beach and it was like you could just see the wildlife is way different than here in the Gulf. It's that cold water. They got some of the best agriculture in the world. So I mean they, they, yeah, they got all kinds of uh, things going on. I think that's one why it's uh, for the longest been one of the most prosperous uh, countries in the in the world. So, well, you know, yes, the people country. are kind of cool too. I mean, the people of California are kind of cool. It's just the government's all got it all screwed up and weird. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you're actually there in their face <laughs> dealing with them, most of the California people are cool. And, and it doesn't really matter what side it is because both sides have been so well i don't know I, I, well i guess you know even when arnold was in it was uh, it was pretty well the democrats have been running california forever uh yeah. the republicans even, don't have a chance in that. and even the republicans that were uh, that were there were democrats <laughs> yeah like we talk about uh reagan you know so he was a republican yeah, for four years. For what? Uh, his only his time in office as president. <laughs> no, I think he changed over in like the early to mid sixties. No, no. Because I I was really looking at something the other the other day because it was like the presidential run before him or something like that because he went from being Democrat to all of a sudden. He started supporting Republican candidates, and that was before he got up where he was. Yeah, and I think uh, people need to also realize too that the, those uh, 
parties have swapped its ideology quite a few times more than just the once or twice that they might have mentioned or that, that that's known in history because when it's happening right here in front of your face where the the, the people's party has changed like within our own uh, time you know because at one point the democrats were the people's party you know like strongly seen everywhere you know, at least in uh, ideology, you know, or uh, yeah. well, in practice, and actually in practice, but well, I don't know about practice, but in appearance. Well, 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's more that's more correct. Yeah, um, at least they say. But this clip is two minutes. It'll be the last one. Let me play this. California now, where there is no end in sight to the waves of powerful storms hitting the Golden State. So far, at least 19 people have been killed. CBS's Danya Backus is in. That's because I'm waiting. Los Angeles tonight with the latest. Danya, good evening. Good evening, Adriana. A state of emergency in Los Angeles and the rest of the state as this new storm moves in. 26 million or two thirds of California residents are under a flood watch. Two thirds. Heavy rain slams into Sacramento Airport. A roadway collapses near the Northern California coast, and there's flooding throughout the state. This warning from Governor Gavin Newsom. This is just the eighth of what we anticipate will be nine atmospheric rivers. Uh, we're not done. It does seem to be coming up pretty quick, guys. Emergency evacuations issued again for parts of Central California as rivers, including the San Lorenzo, keep rising. You guys are going to flood again. Let's just face reality here. In Salinas, fears the river there could reach its banks and flood the country's salad bowl, where 70% of lettuce is grown. The April harvest is in jeopardy. Another threat, a flooded highway that could isolate the Monterey Peninsula. It's concerning. People are being flooded. You know, roads are being inundated. Statewide, many roads are washed out. Hillsides have given way, and asphalt has collapsed, creating growing sinkholes like this one that began Monday in Los Angeles. In the Sierra Nevada, a warning to holiday travelers to stay off the roads due to dangerous snow. For storm-weary Californians, it's an anxious wait and see. Just hoping for not too much property damage. <sighs> Today's wow. storm is so powerful, crews had to call off the search for the five-year-old boy who was swept away Monday by raging floodwaters. It's just not safe. Adriana? Damn. Thinking of his family, Danya, thank you. That fucking sucks. And I wonder, you know, here goes, uh, we can go back to the inflation argument because I wonder how much will this affect like grapes, wines, what did they mention? Lettuce? Lettuce, yes. Uh, I know they do a lot of spinach there too. Um, bro, like that's what I'm just telling, like the, when I was talking about agriculture in California, like they, they are like one of the largest and it's not just for the United States. This is like in like uh, over many other countries like for the longest california was the the like the richest the fifth richest country in the world and that's aside of the united states of itself you know like it's standing alone with the united states so it was number five united states three other uh countries than california so that that tells you how big of a producer they are
in in all different ranges. You know what I'm saying? Like it's for real, serious. Yeah, so I can see that um, even though they're having damage and they're going through it, then the rest of the country is going to feel some impacts from this, um, you know, later in the year related to whatever they wasn't able to, you know, produce or salvage or export or whatever the hell. Mm -hmm. Well, I would definitely say that... um... I mean, this is something that we I think we should have been doing already, but we need to start growing some supplemental uh, produce for real. Like, seriously, like they're talking about already talking about the supply chain. If we're having issues, what we've been seeing already and then the effects that could that could show um, coming up this uh, spring. I th- it, we 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 got to be we got to take that serious. Yeah, we at local everything, and that's what I was arguing yesterday. You know, that's what we need to go back to local everything. And, yeah, and if we well, we get into the habit of buying from these farmer markets and so forth and so on, and 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 well, and, 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 and then it's the has to do with the monopolies and these big huge companies. You know, uh, if we're if we're if we're sourcing smaller farms, smaller local farms, then something like this, you know, happens in California, then it don't affect us over here. Well, but that's the thing. But it could still because, I mean, if we get to a local everything when a small community doesn't have and you're not already like trying to, you know, being being a part of a, a larger community, you can get left out in a whole, you know, like. That's, I mean, I think that's part of, you know, because the growth, the, the the larger growth of the country where we are able to interact with each other makes it better, you know, overall. But we also need to be able to have other functions that allow so the harm won't be so great when it happens on a, on a uh, you know, at a rate that is happening right now. For lack of better uh, term, redundant redundant systems. Redundant what? Redundant redundant, system. redundant systems. Systems yeah. that do the same thing that something else does, but are there to take over in case kind of like a, a backup generator well, on on something. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's there. You can use it. It's and stuff like that. But it's there for when you need it, not mm-hmm. counting on it every single day. But it also helps with with the uh, economy as far as like the pricing. You know what I'm saying? If we have uh, more of it, then there's no reason for anybody to raise their prices on certain. You know, on a lot right. of stuff. So, That'll push so, against this inflation shit. Yes. Real competition, real free market. Yes. So I mean. You know, when 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 everything is good, you can you know maybe sell it off to sell your your stuff off to some a big company where they can distribute it good. You know, like you know, easily simple for you. Or but also when it's come times, nope, I'm not putting my stuff on the market because my own community needs this right now. You know, so. Uh, before we go, I just want to ask you one more question. 
Did y'all see the? Because I talked about it earlier on the show before y'all got on, but the um, the MLK sculpture. Did y'all see? The internet is kind of going crazy oh, about that, it. That thing where it looks like it's hugging a turd. Yeah, from one angle, it looks like a penis. I'm I'm calling it. I'm mm-hmm. being nice and calling it a turd. <laughs> Trust you haven't me, seen I mean, it both, nice. both of both of them may not be the proper terminology to use, but uh, okay. Oh, uh, <laughs> you, you haven't seen it, Pat? No, man. Uh, hold on. Let me let me blow this up. Let me see what this is funny right here, but this Martin Luther King and Coretta Scott. You have to he, see the right he, angles he, of he, it. He agree with both of us. Yeah, this this you saw this clip. I see something no. else from this. What what is what is this? This uh, angle. I don't I don't I see an embrace. Uh, but it's I a different kind of embrace. Different it's an embrace way. I know well. I enjoy, but it ain't what I know. That's what not the sculptor said. I know the potter don't want that. A guy who's he put that up. He didn't see that. But this angle I do, and I'm ashamed. And from this angle, I don't even know what that's supposed to be because it looked like something else. Okay, so I, somebody hit nice me the game. They, they show me the picture. I said, well, y'all got to put the picture next to it. Because without the picture, it do look like what I thought. Y'all got to light it up and show the buttons because yeah. otherwise. Now that I see cool. the reference. There's a problem with I me. I, I can't blame the artist because I read the tweet. This is supposed to honor Martin Luther King and Coretta Scott King. But my mind don't see that. And I don't even want to say what my mind sees because I'm embarrassed that knowing what I know, I see something else. From this angle, I don't, I don't, I see an embrace, but it's a different kind of embrace. It's an embrace I know well, I enjoy, but it ain't what I know. That's what not the sculptor said. I know the potter don't want that. A guy who's, he put that up, he didn't see that. But this angle, I do, and I'm ashamed. And from this angle, I don't even know what that supposed to be because it looked like something else. Okay, so somebody hit me the game. They they show me the picture. I said, well, y'all got to put the picture next to it. Because without the picture, it do look like what I thought. Y'all got to light it up and show the buttons because otherwise, it's eating cookie. There's a... <laughs> this one was, I found it funny, but the internet is really going in on this thing. I don't like it. You know, they're leaving off the heads and stuff. Like, I mean, I guess they were trying to be creative, but this, then this is, this is the first time I've actually seen the picture that it's based off of. I've only seen the pictures of the weird angles. So you you had more to go on than I did, and I still say it looks like it looks like poop. Or a penis. Yeah, one of those. Uh, interesting trivia did you did you realize that 99.9 percent of all hands that you've touched have had a penis in them (laughs) why doc that's like some information i did not need to know bro i did not need to think about of course the more you learn bro so when i go into the drive-thru line and i hand the dude my credit card and, and, and he touches or the my chick. Hand. Or the chick. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. You said 99.9. You better add some more nines just to get closer <laughs> to that. Um, I'm, I'm trying to be a little correct, a little better correct with the math of people it, so that don't you, know so, what they so, had in their hands. So you're saying 
<laughs> I'm just saying 99.99, so close, so close, so close to 100% that it's negligible. Yeah. So you would look at that one hand and go, you're lying. Or maybe that makes up for people without hands. <laughs> That's probably in which, case when you, in which case when you just nub bumped him, you just got it then anyway. So. Oh my God, you can't even fist bump people. God, Doc, you're killing it all for everybody, bro. We're never going to do no fist bumps or handshakes ever again. Say, bro, but you know, it was a lot of people talking about that whole when when the pandemic was like, I already didn't like shaking hands, yeah. Anyway, so this gave me a good reason not to. That's what I was saying. Yeah, I did a whole post on that on Instagram. Yeah. Well, see now, now you know why the idea of shaking hands is really bad and back in the back of your head somewhere. Now you understand why. It's bad Look, anyways, I, because species, you know, if, you know, I studied a lot related to that, you know, in my classes. But, but, um, feces is what be getting people sick and people have feces on their hand and, and, and pus and snot. And that's how typhoid you get Mary, sick. man. Oh, and that's oh. how you get sick. And that's very, very common. <sighs> oh, I mean, just think. Just think one of the best ways to get out of a ticket when a cop walks up to you used to be sticking your finger way up your nose. Because you're going to have to sign that ticket with his pen. <laughs> you're going to be like, just keep the pen, bro. Mm -hmm. No, they'll be like, yeah, no, you don't need to do that. We're going to let you buy with a warning. Yeah, Here's this. You don't got to sign anything. That's what this one gives more angles. Make it not look so bad. Like now, I can see some other stuff though. See, I, I don't like it. I don't like it at all, really, because it's like you know, it's the tokenism. Like I said earlier in the show, like they didn't like it. Okay, to after the they one on the him. bottom right makes it look even weirder to me. Who is they though? See on your previews, the bottom right. Yeah, I saw it. So yeah, that 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 one looked really. On the East Coast, oh, that's shiny and even weirder. This new sculpture to honor Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. just in time for the holiday next week. It was constructed here in our state. More than a hundred workers from Walla Walla Foundry pieced together this artwork called the Embrace. It honors both MLK Jr. and his wife Coretta Scott King, inspired by an iconic image of the two hugging. It'll be unveiled in a park in downtown Boston on Friday. And thanks so much for joining us here on Good Day Seattle. Why did they leave out the heads and stuff? Like, it's just Because it's, it's just art, weird. man. It's about the embrace. Oh, my God. I mean, it's... I get it. I, I, I see why people like it. I don't. I don't like it. I don't even like I'm the idea. I'm not going to knock it, but... I don't even like the idea of making the sculpture because, like I say, it's the damn... Uh, identity politics and uh, I think they could have done better tokenism. if they were going to honor him. If they really would, that's the point because this is not honoring him. You don't even see his face. <sighs> Somebody got to tell you that that's MLK for you to know. How would you know? 
Well, and I well, think like you were saying, to take away some of the ideology of the um, figure, but at the same time, I don't really, I don't really get it. Uh, well, the purpose. It is to replace the statue of whichever person they pulled down during all those riots. Excuse me, uh, mostly peaceful demonstrations that destroyed statues and public property. Yeah, it's a bunch of bullshit. They pulling the freaking, they're playing with us. They're... But that, I'm, that's that's why I'm I'm like I'm confused. That's what makes me mad. I'm confused and I'm angry. Like I was like, why? Like what's the per- like? I mean, like there's enough stuff to, you know going on to keep people busy and um, distracted, but this too. Well, MLK Day is oh, coming up on Monday. that third would really make it look like a big dick. <laughs> MLK is coming up. It's on Monday, so that's the thing. Nah, you can't use that terminology, bro. It's, it's, yeah, this is the at one. Least, at, least, at least Chaka said penis. <laughs> See, look at this one. This is the one I'm talking about from this angle right here. And I thought that was that shouldn't have been said, but okay. okay am I sharing this? Y'all can see this, right? Okay, Willie the One-Eyed Wonder Yogurt Slinger. It could be, it could be a, um, you know, an old carrot. <laughs> <laughs> it's curved too. It's got the crooked. It's it's, it's the curved. Uh... Oh my yeah. god! Okay. It's the this. eggplant. No, no, that. No. Yeah, it is eggplant. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> How the hell can you even, if nobody told you and you just walked up to see it and you're like, oh, this looks kind of cool. You know, I think that's what they're doing. It's like erasing it. That's what the historical marker is for. You walk up, there's a plaque there explaining it. It's it's already being um, made a mockery of. They ought to to really piss them off and write it in cursive. Yeah, because how many people are going to walk in, up and actually read the damn plaque it's, any damn way? It's in cursive. Everywhere. Half the generation right now couldn't read it, so we'd be like, it's art, man. Deal with it. I think it's a big-ass <laughs> joke on all of us. Yeah. Because, I mean, over time, they could they can claim, oh, well, yeah, we really did this. This is what we really were doing. But, you know, so that they wouldn't want to tear it down. This is what we did. Yeah, see the street. It said the street view. The street view looks like a freaking yogurt pump. And and the guy who made it, he didn't look at it and be like, hey, this looks kind of like a penis. Maybe we should change it. Well, that's because... I would like to see an interview or something like that and wonder if he's one of those people that that might have been exactly what was on his mind. Yeah. I guess. I mean, shoot. The more it was two people. I think it was a man and woman. I think, but either way, I think it was two white folks who made this. Look, they blurred this one out. Wait a minute, hold on. It It, sounds like you're being a little racist uh, there, Chaka. Well, I think maybe if they got a a proper ethnicity to do the damn sculpture, maybe it wouldn't have came out so freaking weird looking. (laughs) Cultural relevance. Shut the fuck up. 
they need the proper cultural relevance in order to uh cutting his head off is is hurting me you know that's really bothering me a lot put the damn heads on the on the thing if you would have just put like her head and his head on it then that would have worked a lot better yeah i i, I mean he should take his head off what the hell man it's like it's like oh my god we killed this guy we're going to make a bust of him without a head Big sculpture with okay. it's just weird that's just that's weird. weird too. That looked like Kingpin. It's just weird, man. Anyways, I'm gonna have to wrap it on this one. MOK had a dream that he was gonna get a sculpture that looked like a penis after he died. No, the problem, his real problem was not that he had a dream, because he had the dream, but then he also formulated a plan from that dream and it was too close to becoming or potentially becoming a reality so and that's what i mean by the whole thing like they love mlk so much now because he's dead you know if they hadn't yeah. killed him he'd probably still be alive right now today hey maybe he was a young know. man when they because killed him. If, if in the 80s, instead of Jesse Jackson running for president, and if it was uh, King was, a yeah. boy, was, was there, he might have made it. He probably would have died during C-19 or somewhere in the 90s. I mean, not necessarily. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. This. I mean, we can't really be sure about that. I mean, he could have lived to be... 90, 100 years old. Lots of people. Not so much, because he, he comes from that high-stress black man generation that they're all freaking, they, they have heart attacks. Starting about 60, Bro. you're getting old. Is it, is it any That's more likely now? now. The life expectancy has gone down. Yeah. Those people, my grandparents, all of them lived into their fucking 90s. And they was eating thick cut bacon and shit every the, day. The pre-preservative ones. He was not pre-preservative. He was beginning a preservative like us. Yeah, but he probably still lived. We're not going to live as life. long as our parents did. Well, our grandparents. Well, yeah, grandparents. <sighs> Anyways. Yeah, my grandparents I, 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 all I, I, lived I, I, to seventy-eight to ninety, between seventy-eight to ninety-three. Yeah, both of my grandparents, all of my grandparents, lived to like their nineties. Okay. I'm just gonna Look say, y'all speak, yeah. y'all speak for yourself on that because uh, I'm gonna defeat all odds. Yeah, well, we're just talking about statistically. I don't and, care how you talk and, about it. I'm just and, saying, and, I, I and were just... you here when we was doing the COVID stuff? Like people are dropping like flies now in their fifties. I kind of wanted to do a segment on um, Elvis Presley's daughter. She was like what fifty something years old. She's gone. Fifty four. What uh, same age I am? Blast it. She's gone. She's no longer here. People are dropping like flies in their fifties now, and it's becoming common. Well, she also comes from the world of really, really good drugs. Yeah, I'm sure that had an impact. No doubt. 
I'm yeah, sure. just take take a look at some pictures of her over the last few years. Yeah, she didn't look too good. I was looking at that. Yeah, she didn't look too good. She looked she More looked way older than she was. Figured out. Was just taking care of herself well. But shit, we got these preservatives. We got these damn backs. That these jabs that they're making us take. See, they see what you're doing. They see what you're doing. All right, y'all. We gotta wrap it. We're at four hours. It's three and a half. Uh, it's three thirty. I don't have to work in the morning. That's why I let it go this far. But I gotta be to work at three tomorrow, so I'm gonna sleep in in the morning. I'm probably gonna play the game a little while before I go to sleep. But uh, all right, man. I think we did some good shows today. Like I think yesterday's show was really good. I'm going to get some good clips out of that show. Yeah, um, uh, I think that was mostly me and Doc yesterday. I don't remember, but yeah, one of those came, shows I was really in, good. I came in a little bit yesterday. Um, yeah, we, we, we missed you for a minute there. We needed you in there because I was arguing left and he was arguing right. Yeah, we, I, don't we, I don't even remember what it was, but we could. I, I know flipped. what it was. Yeah, I know yeah, what it was. Quite, quite, quite naturally, too. Yeah, we flipped. It was it was the woman's uh, attire in the uh, legislation oh, court yeah. where they where they were saying that the women have to wear the, uh, they have to keep their shoulders they have to keep their arms and shoulders covered. Basically, they have to wear business attire like men do. Okay. Yeah, and I was saying, you know, Is that's that not problem? cool. I was it's saying not cool. it's not it's not cool. I was saying that you know, um, and then they had a woman. It was a woman who who introduced introduced this legislation, okay. um, and she was saying that well, men have to wear uh, ties and they have to wear the uh, yeah. If we go in there with if, if we go in there with tank tops on and you know all this other stuff, I mean, it's going to bring down the integrity of these offices, and I think that you know. Like that, we can't let the country go by the wayside. Like there's things we gotta set certain standards. And yeah, but I was arguing that you know you gotta let a woman be a woman. You know, it's, yeah, guys have she, squares and women she have be curves. One. She'll and, she'll be one. She'll be one with sleeves on. With the, uh, with uh with clothes on her shoulder. Well, you know, it's like saying they can't wear like dresses. Like and shit, like no, they gotta all I'm, be dressed with a jacket, like a man. I don't think with business with business attire, professional business attire. Yeah, I don't think it says. It well, that's sound that's like basically it what they're trying to do: is professional business attire. Yes, they already and have it, to wear professional business attires for the so, men but and no, the women. But not, but not if because you know, if cardigan, she's, if she's having, cardigan, something like that. Why men men yeah. have to wear suits, jacket. Yeah. The men have to wear a jacket. And I'm okay with that. They're basically trying to say women wear the same crap. And that's what I disagree with because I was Personally, saying that men and women argue, are not the same. I will same. argue with, well, see, women's equality. You want equality? Good. They be equal. Yeah, and I that's dumb because there's no way the men and women well, are going to be equal. I also say to tell well, you I don't the truth, think, I don't if think you guys it's... do your freaking job in Congress or, or the Senate or whatever state, whatever, I don't care. We don't care what the fuck you got on. PJs and rabbit yeah. slippers. Yes. As Come long in there and as you, take care vote, of business. you do your job and you help the fucking people. And, and ain't nobody right. going to care. What, come in there with a t-shirt 
and some damn uh, flip flops on. Look the as big guy, the big guy that the Democrats see. just voted in, man. Where's the? He, I mean, everywhere you see him, he's in jeans and a hoodie. Come on, I Finn, like man. him too. Yeah, I I like him. He, he's a little party for me, but he's a good guy. If you look into him, he may not agree with the things I agree with, but he's a good man. A I good think the room is going to be candidate. real bland. So, so, so if the women are wearing so far. So would you have voted for him over Dr. Oz? Probably, given issues and things like that, and the fact that I think Dr. Oz is a slime ball. I don't think he's a good man. I don't think he's the kind of person that we want in Congress because he's already leaning too far to his own. He's going to Congress to do his own interests. Yeah, I think he's a snake oil salesman. Yeah, and Fetter, whether I agree with his policies and stuff or not, I think he actually wants to do good. I mean, I, I, I think he really thinks he, he he really feels that, you know, but, but then again, I haven't listened to him enough because I don't know how far left he is. I, I think I think back to the uh, the uh, the outfits. I think it's totally okay to see the curves of the women when they come into the chamber. I think that's a good thing. Saber, I think you, I think you're too lenient on these, um, these human beings that, um, you know, have, hold the same job. They want the, the same kind of recognition and respect and things of that sort. But they, you want to give them to the opportunity to, to dress how they want and you know change up. You know, like let, let, let's 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 keep it business. Let's, but this is a new rule. This is a new rule. They hey, were changing. You know, no, no, it's, it's how it's, about it's, we go no jackets and rolled up sleeves for the men. No short sleeves, man. but roll like roll up sleeves. So I want to see the women's curves. I think I think we should have them all wearing wigs again. It's like. <laughs> Um, the men and the women. The, the men and the colored, women. Everybody co- looking. colored by what party you're in. And and the guy and the yeah. men having stockings and high heels too, because that's what they wore. Yeah. Oh, the men it. too. Yeah. Yeah, that's what. And the silk it, ones it was, with it was the little all, line up the back. But but at the, when they used to do that, it was only men. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so somebody got to wear some stockings but in the Capri, camera. They they were wearing capri but pants. Was been women with stockings up to their knee. Well, they could be with, now. Uh, with uh, with with the little fuzzy little blouse on. They was fly and and, and looking wigs. cute. Well, see, if, if everyone dressed the same and wears the same wig, nobody has to assume anyone's gender. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to identify, you know. <laughs> They, yeah, we don't have to worry about no pro pronouns. Pronouns, we none have, of that. We don't have to, yeah, no. it's Everybody like a gentleman do, from Missouri. You can do red wig and blue wigs that way. Okay, Re- Republican Democrat. Okay, you redhead. You bluehead. Yeah. <laughs> or is that or is that appropriating Smurf culture? Yeah. So you don't. Even oh wait, say no, that no. would be blue facing. Instead of saying gentleman from Virginia, you just say <laughs> per- person from Virginia. <laughs> I yes, want to see the curves. congressperson. Yeah, congressperson. Yes, 
Yes. I, I want to see the curves of the women. See, you know what I'm saying? Man, I want to see. Here's, here's no, the thing. I don't, All of this I, cursing I, I and blah, 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 blah. It, it, <laughs> yeah. I love women. It sounds to me like, like if they spent two hours figuring this crap out, they spent two hours wasting time that could have been done with something productive. I agree like with that. Contemplating their navel. Oh, <laughs> um, well, how, how about seeing how much they could help out the public, like maybe canceling some, like exactly, what saying, you know, like work on this inflation shit. Yes, you know, that's some, the part. Uh, stop the congressman from being able to trade stocks and, you know. Be, oh, I sent corrupt. you an article. I sent you an article on that. On the stock stuff? It's going to have to wait yeah. for next week because I'm tired. Yeah. All right, man. Peace and love. Thank you for joining. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. For sure. For sure. Peace and love. All right. Next week. Peace. Peace. Wow. Out.